<laughs> we're, starting off, we're starting off good right off the we're bat. Starting off good. That's Welcome amazing. to Tone Talk. Oh. And he just he just got the whiskey. He's what's <laughs> gonna happen later. <laughs> what happened? Did you drop something? I got, I got excited by your intro and then I wanted to play a song. I wanted to like I wanted to like and I, got, I ended up dropping the, the EVH guitar didn't go over. This one sort of went over. This one I mostly caught. I think oh right. wow. Okay, glad you caught yeah. it. That was your. Well, wait, wait, wait. I want to play your riff for a minute. Oh, you know what? Uh, uh, uh. That's a tone talk riff, right? Uh, it's, you need it's similar. It's in, drop, it's in drop D, actually. In... You need like a uh, tone talk. <laughs> tone talk. We're talking tone. <laughs> Wait, I love what? it. We're talking tone. We're talking tone all day long. Talking tone all day long. Tone talk. All right, I'll stop. We'll have the alternate version. You'll have to record it for us with you oh, singing. We'll we'll splash it in and out with the other one. Oh my god! Totally do one for you. I want to sing. That is awesome. Well, I hope All everybody's right. doing good. Welcome to Tone Talk. <laughs> and uh, in case you didn't know, it's Tone Talk. <laughs> talking tone, talking maybe. tone, or, or talking about bad tone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't specify. All day long. Yeah, we don't specify really. Tone. tone talk. It's good. <laughs> I love it. Could be bad to- tone. Could be good. Good tone. We don't know. Um. All right. So. Thanks for everybody for joining. Uh, we already have a bunch. Mark's of like flustered. He's confused now. What he's going to do? I know. I have, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's the show tonight. That's the way it's going to be the whole. The night. fucking guitar went over right. I got. I could see it going. I went. Oh, it's going live right now. <laughs> That's just my. Thing. That's kind of my week, actually. Uh, so, I'm sorry to hear that. Is anybody uh, else like Christmas has just come too fast and it's just like I'm not prepared? Like, it's like oh my god, everything. Well, it, it yeah. like. It's yeah. way too fast. Everything's fast. There was birth. I had a daughter with a birthday today. Uh, it, oh. And I, uh, yeah, just, it's a disaster. <laughs> it's, it's totally too disaster. fast. And I have to go to Florida. And then, uh, yeah. you know, I, uh, you got a lot going on. Uh, then there's the NAM show. Oh, yeah. Well, that's always it. And, and nothing is, do you know what you're doing? Blah, blah, blah. Nope. <laughs> i'll be figuring it out pretty quickly here yeah it's just like it's a lot right right now like it feels like a lot there's a lot coming at us Mm -hmm. yes emails and oh yeah you were doing emails uh earlier weren't you i still have a bunch sitting there i have to do oh yeah um all right mark it's all you Happy what, are you, what, are you, what are you drinking? Uh, someone, uh, and now I'm not remembering who bought this for me because I never do, but I'm, I'm going to do a blanket thank you for the Belvini 12, Doublewood 12, that someone got me. God, I can't remember. Hmm. That's all right. And Pete? Same, uh, same thing. I borrowed some of Dave's. So. Oh, you did? Oh, all right. And I, I ran, I'm, I'm ran doing... over there to his place and got some. 
I got Gentleman Jack, which is basically Jack and Coke. So I'm just doing. Oh, is it? Up. Yeah, since this show is very highbrow, you know, I had to get the step up from regular Jack. So, it's so, so, so what do you mean when you say it's Jack and Coke? Like it's like no, he's no, got, no, no he I'm has just, Jack. And Coke. I, I have I have Coke. Yeah, you got, you got it, got it. Yeah, but it's just called Gentleman Jack. It's like a step up from. Yeah, regular. that's 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 been a rock and roll drink forever. Gentleman Jack or Jack and Coke? Jack and Coke, not Gentleman Jack, just Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it was kind of like yeah, I used to do. Uh, I've, I've moved past Jack a little bit, but in Canada it was Ryan Coke. That's what we. Uh, oh, yeah, because I don't know why. I guess Canadian booze, huh? Yeah, Ryan yeah. Coke. That's what we used to do when I was underage. Yeah, I did Captain Morgan, which is a rum and Coke. Captain oh. Morgan and Coke. Yeah. I bought a little rum this year for the first time in a while to have a little rum and eggnog, but I was disappointed in my I did a little alternate milk, alternative milk eggnog, and it just doesn't Oh mm, no, you can't do that. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. You gotta go full Monty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it tastes like shit. Yeah. The, the 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 best ones ever is that um one that comes in the glass bottle. Eggnog. eggnog? Uh yeah, it's a, a oh. bur uh burg. Hmm. Berg something, Berg, uh, okay. You can buy it's, it. It's, it's like a glass, like an old school glass milk bottle. Oh, you know, like really, really, it, it's not as, uh, it's much richer and it's much more, you know, real ingredients, you know, and it just tastes. You know what I miss is the the Starbucks used to do the eggnog lattes, and that was like forever yeah. thing. And Don't then like it. when you're like, oh, we don't have it. We've got the the pumpkin spice latte or whatever, or the uh, <laughs> oh, the, fuck, the uh, peppermint yeah, caramel spice or yeah. peppermint, you know. For and I'm like, what do you mean you don't have it? <laughs> they're like, yeah, we don't we don't do that anymore. I'm like, well, what do you mean? That's my <laughs> replacement with peppermint. It, what's that? Yeah, peppermint. you replaced it with peppermint. I'm sorry, peppermint and coffee just doesn't know. Yeah, no, gross. No, no, gross. And yeah. pump and spice, pumpkin spice. No, no, yeah. no. not into that either. But eggnog, yeah. eggnog is good. Eggnog makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I love Milk Yeah. Where is this world? What is this world coming to? Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> a mess. Hey, I want to mention our sponsors. Um, first off, we've got Sweetwater.com. Make sure you guys. Check out our link below, which is our affiliate link. Also, check out Pete's affiliate link to Sweetwater on his shows. Um, you guys have plenty of time still uh, to buy stuff. It's not going to arrive before Christmas, but you can buy your gifts by Christmas. And I'm sure there's some good deals going on on the site, I would imagine, and financing deals and everything. People always love the financing deals with Sweetwater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. you know, so they have zero interest for 48 months. Uh, check out what. You know, Andy, this, look at their jammies. No. Yeah, I was going to say they're all dressed. <laughs> you know, that might You're, be a that might be a Sweetwater employee because I know they feature sometimes employees. It could be. Oh, really? That's I me in the I, back there with the glasses. When I was <laughs> when you were little. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, and and if you do this zero interest financing, you can also thank me because I'm paying for part of it. <laughs> how's that you are if it's how's a free it, it, it uh, the financing is partially funded uh the financing fees are partially funded by the manufacturers oh wow really so whatever product you're you're buying with zero percent interest the manufacturer is pitching in for that hmm yeah oh interesting i had no idea that. yeah 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 well it's got to come from somewhere i guess right 
getting screwed oh. left and right. Somebody said, <laughs> Steven says we should have done the show in PJs. We should have. Yeah, that would have been fun. Next year, we'll or, have to get around a Christmas tree and like PJs and or right. ugly sweaters. Ugly sweaters. We should. We should. Yeah. Some good ideas here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Maybe, maybe that's next year's 2020. Yeah. yeah ne next year. It's a good idea. I'll write it down. Um, <laughs> yeah. But ugly sweater. Guys... How ugly of a sweater can we do? Oh, there's ugly out there. I've seen. Now, now my wife had these little like uh, antler thing that she puts on her head that lights up. Now that might be fun too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, those are, yeah, yeah. Oh, we can do I've that. Seen those. I've seen those. You do something terrible. I'm into that. Oh, look, there's the Kemper. There it is, six ninety eight. It's cheap. It's only six ninety eight. It's pretty cheap. It's the Kemper of, yeah. Profiler Player, right? I haven't even yeah, seen or, it. Or, or for or for uh, you know. 500 bucks, you can get the Friedman IRX <laughs> and have real tubes. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. These are all like, here you go. There, there we is. go. See, look at there that. Is. They probably don't have it, but they don't have it. But it's pre order. You got to, why do they say pre order? Oh, I guess, yeah, it's not order and order. Well, you you can order it and uh, they will get them when we yeah. get more. But how much is the lion there? Let's see. It's three something. And then how much is the boss? It's right below. Look at all these modeling products. Is this going to get yeah. talking boss, about? $199. Boss, I mean, you got to say, boss, a good deal. $199 is a good deal. Yeah. yeah. Even, yeah. You, you know, I, I look at that pedal more like, to for me, at least for my uses, I would look at that pedal more like a stereo IR box. Right. Yeah. I, not the preamps, just the stereo IR box. Yeah. I like that it, that it, uh, it's simple. It's it's cool. They made a small. I mean, the, the only one before that. Well, I guess there's the 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 Strymon. It's pretty cool because it's small and there's a little more money. But the the uh, I got to give props to the Atomic guys. They had that little pedal that was a two two yeah. and one two models two I you know what I mean. You could do two channels and then it had a boost. So you could was that an older it. an older product? Yeah, yeah. It's or, like at least yeah. five yeah. six years old. But it was yeah. pretty cool. You could load up a Fender and a Marshall or yeah. whatever sound and then a BM. You can kind of do the same thing, but no boost. So, okay, but you can you can with that boss pedal that foot switch can just toggle between two um two of the their built-in models they have there. That's that's pretty useful. And but you can yeah. load in I, your own IRs. Well, that. another another cool idea is if you wanted to build like a rig, like say you had an IRX, right? And you wanted to mm -hmm. build a rig, mm -hmm. a, a and a direct stereo rig, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and you had a, a a switcher on your board where you can do some switching and stuff. You you could use the IRX channels plus also one of these channels and then all your effects and then back out the stereo IRs here mm. and have a useful thing. Like, you know, an alternate, say you want to use your plexi channel for a crunchy thing, you know, and then you just want to clean, just something real basic clean. You can mm. use the clean out of this little cab IR box, you know. I see. It'd be useful. Yeah. Now, having said yeah. all that, are we going to go on a rant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. Well, well. Uh, let before well, we do that, let's, let's finish the. Oh, we'll finish the promos. Yeah, let's talk about. Uh, we've got um, fixpedalboards.com. Make sure you guys go to fixpedalboards.com for all your pedalboard accessories and uh, lifts and bridges and rack drawer uh, uh, power um, supply brackets and sliding rack shelf. Even if you need one of those. It's a good place to go. One one that was my design. And happy holidays, Tim, and the crew over there. Yes, happy holidays. And again, so sorry to hear about Roy. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
that, that definitely sucks. Um, and also uh, check out Toman. That's our European uh, affiliate as well. We have a link in our description below. So, all right, uh, enough with the formalities. All right, so I think like today is Festivus. Isn't, isn't that through Seinfeld? It's like the airing of the grievances. I think so. Yeah, that was Festivus on Seinfeld. Festivus. Yeah, the airing of the grievances. They didn't say drinking of the whiskeys, but definitely the airing of the grievances. So he, he I, hates elfing software. I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. From experience, I know that Pete hates all things software. Pretty much. I mean, I I just get you know, it's just part of the job is knowing uh, uh, how to use the software for a million different products because I've had to learn and all the learning curves and stuff. And it just started to get to a point where it's like it's it's gotten somewhat perplexing, difficult. But well, know. like like I I always bring up this one time that really pissed me off, and it was you know I was doing a board and it had a, a source audio tremolo on it, right? And the right. guy wanted to tap tempo the fucking tremolo. Yeah. Okay. You think this would be some easy process, right? right. Well, well, first of all, to turn on the function, you have to download uh, the software for the pedal. Right. Which then in turn, you got to make sure the whole thing works on your computer. And then you hook up the pedal. And then once you do hook up the pedal, Fuck if you can find where to turn that tremolo on, even in the <laughs> software. You're yeah. like looking and looking, and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. It's like, yeah. Nope. Nope. Well, first, I had to borrow a cable from you. <laughs> a USB. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you, you have this USB. Like... You have this fucking USB cable. <laughs> USB mini or something. You know, it was like, I don't know which one it was, but it was like not, you know, I eventually bought every USB cable there is. Uh, yeah. Just so that will never happen again. Um, and and then once you once you get to the point, okay, I can turn on the tremolo. All right, now now I have to switch it with a little tap tempo box, right? Yeah. And then you find out it's a proprietary circuit you need to tap tempo. It's not just a momentary switch in a box, right? You have to have some parts in there with it, mm. or you have to have their box. And then I had to build the box with the parts that I finally found after searching the internet forever <laughs> to figure out how. Yeah. What, what product so is this it? is like two hours or three hours later that this is finally uh, done. And you know, the other pedal he wanted to tap tempo it was a Boss DD500. And my, my guy Jamie had that set up in five minutes or less. Yeah. So okay, that's done. All right, yeah. making it run smooth, man, and making this. If you're gonna have software, make it easy, you know, and make it. I mean, I love. I mean, don't get me wrong. Source Audio has made some. They made one of the best. The true oh, they spring, make great products. The Spring Reverb, you know, the Nemesis, where yeah. I think it's called the Nemesis with the Reverb Delay in one. Although there's a couple other issues, but it's it's like they make some great stuff. But yeah, it's just like here's the thing: is when you get into software, you know this, Dave, because you did software mm -hmm. for your and you were a Part of developing, but when you, you, I feel like I'm constantly with these products, um, getting inside the mind of some developer that's been working on a thing for the better part of a year or two years or something. Well, what if we can add this feature? And what if it can do this? And what if it could do that? And I've been a part of development of some of that kind of stuff sure. too. So it's always like, 
but when you come into it and you're you come into it right at the end or uh, which is as a product kind of demo guy i do or even uh in the middle or towards three quarters of the way through the development of a product you come in at a point where you realize that you're entering a culture at a company where something's already and they're like what if and they've been going down this road and they're like and they know it because they've been thinking about it for two years but you're like wait a minute i'm i'm having a really hard time getting my head around this that you know and it's like this needs to and you know dave as well as i do that a lot of times we're like this needs to be simpler like what you're doing is too it's it's i'm already losing and I, I know a lot of you guys in the chat know what we're talking about, where you're like, okay. I know wanna, 100% what you're talking about. Yeah, you want to plug in and have fun. You want to just and yeah. get to the tones and get to the, like you did when you had a Phase 90 or when you had a, you know, as guitar players, when we had a JCM 800 or when, you know, it was like, I remember getting, we were talking about my amps, Dave, like my first amps. I got a Marshall MOSFET Lead 100, which was basically a solid state 2210, right? Like mm -hmm. it was my first kind of good amp, a 100 watt MOSFET, you know, solid state head, but it was a Marshall and a 410 cab and i got that for christmas i didn't need to open a manual to figure that out on christmas morning as a kid it was like plug in and rock this is brilliant put all the knobs on five or whatever and turn from there and i had a guitar sound it was like that was fun and even the think about the early ibanez multi-effect thing that had crazy like screamer and a, a ue 300 or whatever it was called and, and those or, sounded great yeah, like just the fun stuff, awesome. the way that we, you know, where you got to pedal or you got to, and it was like so fun. And now it's just like, yeah, it does this and it does that. And it does like, and it's like, oh God, like, you know, like just make it, uh, I mean, okay. I got a, a, uh, Strymon box on my desk right now. Make a video of this guy. Mm -hmm. The the great thing about this, yes, it does. You can do the presets. It's got USB and all that stuff, but it's, it's you don't need it's obvious you just plug it in it's a few knobs or a couple switches you get some sounds right away right to me that's the way to kind of do it like make it really simple and then if you to some degree the source audio is like that too dave i think but then you get to something where you probably got a legitimate like hey you guys need to make it so you can turn on the tap tempo on the pedal without getting into the software because somebody's oh, well or just you know have a jack on the pedal that's a tap tempo jack yeah. That just plugs a normal momentary foot switch into. Yep. And if you plug it in, it just works. Solid idea. Solid idea. Basic. You know, not proprietary this or proprietary that. I, I just like bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. Hey, Dave, let me ask you a question on the IR action. I know it's been brought up before, but I thought it was out of all the what if you do this and what if you do that questions for the IRX, the one that came up to me that I was like, oh, okay, that seems like a plausible next step would be being able to open the software up on like an, an iPad or alternate sources other than your computer. Uh, sure. Maybe, but we, you know, that at that point, then we need to make it really ideally would need to make it Bluetooth. Right. And it's just one, more, it's just, it's just sort of one more layer of, uh, you know, uh, complication, hmm. right? Hey, Dave. On that, believe me, believe me. Just alone, the software to get everything working right on a constantly evolving operating system in Windows. On how many? How many? You know, you have to decide how many past Windows things do you want it to work on? Hmm. Like how how deep? How far back do you go? Same thing with Mac, and 
and they are constantly changing. So, so, so like we, we actually had it, there was a change with the Mac. We had to change something instantly that, that, you know, luckily we have our own software designer. So who knows how to do this stuff? Yeah. yeah who knows how to do this stuff? And, and there's still, there's still one little bug that, uh, that's going to be fixed in an update shortly too. So yeah. Sorry, Pete, go ahead. Oh, Dave, I was just going to ask you, um, uh, like, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, with MIDI on the um, IRX, like, can you plug in a MIDI controller to it and send it a MIDI program change and like store it? So, like, do you have to hook up the editor to do MIDI stuff, no. or can you? So, no. so like, you, you're like, if you never wanted to hook it up, but you're like, oh, I can hook up a MIDI cable. It's on a certain MIDI channel. I can just send it a program change, and then it's going to remember or something. The no. only thing you have to set up once is what MIDI channel you want it on. It comes standard on MIDI channel one. Uh, so if that's not a problem, you can literally just send it a MIDI program change from your pedal. Yeah. Push on whatever you want on and hold a, a hold the right-hand button or something for store. See, that's awesome. So you don't have and, to. It is, and and is including the IR state. Now, the only thing yeah. you can't uh, edit on the pedal is the present state or the th thump state. Those are in center position stock. Yeah. Uh, so you would have to use the software to, if you wanted to edit that further. That's just because we don't have switches on the pedal that did that. That was, a, uh, that was an added feature that was in later development. Yeah. And like, I was like, hey, could we add a presence knob and a thump knob? That's what was my first choice. We couldn't add the knobs, but we could add a three position switches. So I'm like, well, that'll work. That'll be fine. You know, let's just pick three determined. So lines. is there a three position switch on it for? I got it right here. I There's a three position, not for the thump and presence. Okay. There is a three position switch in the software for on each on each channel but, you can choose. But I mean, for for a bonehead, if somebody was like, yes. "I don't want to," I don't. Wanna, you could just hook this thing up, and and it's going to sound pretty darn good. And then you can right out of the box, the yep. yeah. And then you're just like, "I'm good to go." I'm like, right, yeah. Right. I mean, the presence and thump is really just like added tone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, it seems like the the uh, the three IRs that I actually picked to just come stock in it right away are perfect. Uh, are are seem to be people's favorites. <laughs> so yeah, the main one, the number one one, the is, number one slot was my cab that's out he, you know out in my shop here, which sounds great. And, and and you know what that I've had people go, yeah, how can I can can I get this IR to use in other things? I want to use it. I go, yes, you can because you can download the IRs from the pedal you own. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you can. Yeah, in the software, there's a way to to download those IRs, so mm -hmm. you can do that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, awesome. All right. Well, I I know I've got a few grievances. Uh, uh oh. Let's go. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> what do I got? Uh, all right. So first thing, what are your thoughts on the whole Wampler Tumnus Germanium thing that went nuts? this past couple weeks like there's there's still like thoughts like on it nine hundred dollars a thousand dollars on really? have you seen them oh yeah they were the prices were going crazy Esse essentially uh wampler did a germanium tumnus pedal which is germanium diodes might have been a couple other little changes i don't know i can't speak for brian mm -hmm. um and it sold out in like a day or two 
Oh no shit. Like oh. really like, I, I forgot how many were made. Like uh I don't remember the number of made. Uh, if I remember it was a thousand or fifteen hundred or something like that. Oh yeah, they're like seven hundred fifty dollars on reverse. Yeah. And they sold out like wildfire. I I mean, okay. I, I, sure, that's great. Fantastic. I'm happy. Amazing. I'm happy for Brian. That's amazing. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, people selling them for a shit ton of money. Well, this is just what happens, you know, when there's a limited product. I mean, you know, I saw Jakey Lee 100 amp selling for $6,000 too, you know? Wow. Uh, you know, because, well, it was a limited run of 200. You I know, what, I wonder if it sounds any different. I, I'd love to try it. No. Oh, yeah. I, I, I should watch some demo videos. I've heard it. I actually <laughs> wrote the day that it was released. Like at the end of the day, I wrote Stephen Elo. Okay. And I was like, oh, hey, yeah. Stephen, you mind if I just grab one? And he wrote me back. He's like, they're all gone. We <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, no problem. That's cool. Amazing. Yeah. Like, like That's Michael, Michael Nielsen, insatiable appetite for the clans. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Michael. <laughs> I was saying, I got, look at these. I got Michael, here. what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> How about this? The Centaur. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Which so, is this one? Is this the uh, is it the certificate of who's making this one? It's made in Korea. I have a gold and a silver here, and the gentleman's been extraordinarily patient with me for a very long time because I haven't made his pedal yet. It says for from Pete Thorne on the back, and I still oh my god, I've had it for well over a year, and I so I really need to make a video for this gentleman. Uh, but Centaru Klon. Overdrive. You even said Klon on it. I guess you can do that if it if it's. But it's supposed to be the jam. I don't know. I have another one, a gold one here. I better it's make the a video exact here. one. But you know what I've been exact box, Dave. You know what I want to do is find a an original. Uh, oh, AB yeah. yeah, and make a video. Oh, I know who you could borrow one from. Probably Oliver, right? Yep. Yeah. Sir has one too. Oh, John has one. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. much farther away though. By the way, uh, there, and also there was the the whole uproar about the limited JHS, not no no non-clon, not thing. a clon kit, isn't it, or something, or what? It's a kit. Yeah, it's a, a not. Kit. It's called not a clon, and it not comes with its own. It comes with its own goop. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's a kit. Yeah, it's a yeah. kit you can build, and you can goop it yourself. You can goop yeah. it yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. rad. That's so cool. I, I like that. That was fun. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fun. Idea. Very cool. And I'm sure they're they're gonna go for a nice collector's item price as well because I think he sold out of them too. I gotta uh, hand it to the JHS guys. They do have fun. Oh yeah, they're great. Yeah. Oh yeah, with just the the you know I, I just love the fact that it's like hey, there's no writing on this pedal. <laughs> there's just yeah. like some hieroglyphic of something or right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I love. Fun. I mean, my main lead boost is a on a, on a tanium, which is. The clon yeah. side of it, you know, is great. Mm -hmm. So I love that palace. It's a crazy tube circuit's clon, basically. But um I used the Archer Jeff Beck one for years. Love that too. So Pete, I got something to show you. It just arrived. What you got? Oh, come on now. A left-handed the wrong way. Pete, Pete Thorne guitar. On. Whose idea was it to put pickup rings on that thing? What a knucklehead. <laughs> Uh, this thing looks great, man. This thing is fantastic. That's cool, you, man. I've been waiting to order that. You got a lefty one. Right I ordered one. it 18 months ago. Okay. That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> I think. And yeah. just got it right in time for the Christmas miracle. Oh, so, man. 
Yeah, it's Dude, that's cool. Getting that, Mark. Yeah, it's great, Pete. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's a great guitar. It really is. I love, I love the fact that you can go from like you know the real searing you know bridge pickup, and you throw it all the way into you know position five, and now you're like total Hendrix vibe. You know. Yeah, it this splits really well that pickup, right? Yeah, it Good sounds great. Good. It sounds great, and then you just go one notch down. Now you got the full. Yeah, you know, it sounds great. It's great. And guitar, the so. position four is great too. I think for the the single coil thing, and then the the I use the tapped or not tapped. Excuse me, the parallel bridge pickup sound a lot. Like, yeah, love that sound. Yeah, I really yeah. do. For certain things, it's just great. You know. Well, this is my first Sir guitar. I oh, really? Bought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can oh. never find one out in the wild. You know, the play and I and every time I went to Nam to try one, yeah, um, they didn't have any lefties. So, oh, you know, yeah. so I was never really able to play a Sir guitar. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to get a brand new one. And I got to say, it arrived perfect out of the box, set up perfectly. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah, it's definitely a cool experience getting a guitar from them. I mean, it's, it's, it's as I, I have a very high end PRS. I mean, the quality is as high, you know, as great yeah. as high quality prs stuff and yeah i mean it's really high quality stuff in the well, thanks man well i'm really glad you're happy with it you know I am. a I guy am. posted something about it this week on the gear page that i thought was really cool uh, there was a thread on there right now that says like why are the pete thorn models so inexpensive compared to other you know even other servers and stuff hmm. and i was like ah somebody noticed it's not inexpensive but in comparison to other u.s custom shop guitars i think that if you were to go look at fender custom shop gibson sir check it all out all the us made custom shop mm -hmm. stuff you will find that that guitar is actually really reasonably priced and that is by design i actually was as john you know as we were specking it out there's no flame top you know there's no binding it's great binding which looks amazing i think but it's no binding. originally i wanted to i was like well, what, what can we do for binding on the neck and everything no it's going to be really expensive. And I was like, okay, we don't want to do that. I, I really tried to keep the cost at a reasonable for what it is, you know, because mm -hmm. American guitars are expensive. These, this is how it is to build things. And, but by comparison, I think it's really reasonable. So, um, I agree. Know. It's a fantastic guitar. And, uh, just, it just so happened that it, was, it arrived this week and you were going to be on the show. So I figured, you know, and I'll, I'll surprise you and tell you I have it. So thank you, man. Lauren in the chat had a really good idea. Time hmm. to start having guests do tone talk to in intros. That could be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> every week it's a, every every time we do one, it's a different person. Holy crap. You get a whole bunch of songs. It'd be great. <laughs> if I had dropped my guitar, mine would have been better because I got thrown, I got a little flustered. So yeah, well, I, it still was cool. I I uh I love the idea. Because yeah. we do, we actually do have a, a couple. Um, we had Phil X very early on. Oh yeah, yeah. He like, I, I there's a clip. I have to just make it. I, I haven't found it. it's a very short clip where he's just like, it's town talk, town talk. You know, like in yeah, typical yeah. Phil. <laughs> you know, you've already got the song, so it's great. So you can literally send it to people and be like, hey, if you have time, like make a little iPhone, like and sing over it to the you know to your show, and just be like here with an acoustic guitar or whatever, singing the tone talk song. Right, right. Great. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I get we need to write some lyrics though. Yeah, yeah. About like, you know, I've got mine, you know. It's not my show, but it's a pit phone, Sunday life, talking about your whammy ball and your overdrive. Right? I've got my, my lyrics, right? So 
Yeah. Where'd that come from? I never heard that before. I haven't done it yet. I haven't recorded oh. it, but I play it every now and then. I just pick up the guitar. He, he, he records a new song for every video, but he can't record one for his own song. <laughs> I'm too busy. Can't, like, that's that's your life, isn't it? People are going to get mad at me if I don't. The API guy's been writing me for like, when are you going to make that video? Anybody know API make pedals? Look at those things. No. What are those? They look cool. Look at that, right? Are they out? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Well, that's good because you didn't just show them. You nope. did just show them. <laughs> really, good sounding, really good sounding EQ, actually, and really good sounding compressor, as you would oh, expect wow. from API. But like, so like, I got to get that done. So it's like I could do my song, or I could make the video for those. You know. See, a Lauren again says we used to drink straight Jack with Pepsi Chaser. I'm like Pepsi, Pepsi, really? Yeah, I can't do Pepsi. Pepsi? No, no, no say no. Yeah, say no what, to Pepsi. What do you think of that twenty two ninety? I got to get into it. I'm done. Yeah, it. Okay, yeah. it's Dave great. It's great. Dave says it's really good, right? It sounds, you know, ninety five percent of the way to original one, yeah. and it's in a pedal format, and it's really easy to use. I mean, the boss delay is amazing. The SDE three thousand. But there is a bit of a learning curve on how to use it. Um, this doesn't really have a learning curve, at least not for me, because I was familiar with, uh, you know, it's all right in front there. It's just the buttons. It's simple. You know, it's not really difficult. I mean, occasionally, if you yeah. want to understand a couple of the buttons, you need to reference, you know, the old, you know, what they do exactly. But, uh, yeah. but basically, you can get a delay sound really fast and go, oh, okay, got it, done. Finish. But it's like yeah. you go to like, you know, like some some famous players patch, you know, like settings from back in the day in an original and you patch, you know, you set yours up really like close, that. man. Yeah. Really, yeah. really, really close. OK, uh, cool. you know, and the thing is, is the originals, it's like they might all be a little different, too, because their age, you know, and falling apart. Right. Totally. You know, uh, it it's really good. I mean, like when I once I figured when I tried I tried this, the one that Pete held up when I tried it, uh, you know, it was, it was like once uh, I went to a preset that already had a little modulation on the tail mm. of the delay. And I'm like, Ooh, Oh yeah. Okay. They sound really good. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that preset. Let's start with that one. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll make the video. Cause it, yeah. uh, who is it? Tim here makes a great point. He says API makes pedals. Maybe people would know if you made the video. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is true. Yeah, there is only one Pete, by the way. You're not wrong. Oh, I gotta true. do this one. I gotta do that one. So well, only one Pete, and he's running out of space <laughs> <laughs> mentally. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. physically too. <laughs> yeah. Physically, mentally, running out of space. That's true, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Speaking of the EVH delay, I do have to say, as an end of the year rant, yeah, uh, I think it's. Uh, an amazing product but it's stupid that you can't edit the evh settings it's just like as a consumer product it's kind of yeah but you can do the evh settings with the other settings it's easy you, you, it's you just need to tweak them to be that yeah you ballpark the sound like so literally there's no mod or filter on them which you can see when you go in and look and then there's literally it's just the delay times so you right. just got to figure out what that is, and then like, I see. Yeah, that's make, true. There's yeah, nothing anymore. Just the 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 times and stuff. That's yeah. that's a fair point, I guess. Yeah. 
As a matter of fact, if you want the basic thing, you go in, you do, okay, my preset, because I wrote presets A1 uh, through A4 and B1 through B4, right? Those are mine. B4 is kind of my version of one of those. Oh, really? So, yeah, I added a little mod and filter, though, on the tail. So if you go in and you take that stuff off, you've basically got the, the, I mean, it's just a split stereo you know that and then and then you could go in and just do different delay time because as dave knows he changed his i mean for a while it was a 250 500 thing for a while it was like look right the three six and then it was different and it's like you know yeah so so you could just kind of ball well this is what i like maybe you like 200 and 400 or maybe you like 300 600 maybe like so and then you so it's literally pretty easy to just go did you ever do 398 798 i thought i read that too at some point like four four hundred eight hundred kind of thing maybe as the longest one yeah i'm not sure but i thought i remember that but okay all right that's cool i i don't i'm gonna try your b4 setting because i have i have it set up as a wet dry wet so oh you do yeah yeah try that one i, I just added a little mod and a little or maybe not even mod but there's filter on the tail so that it gets a little dark it gets a little you know i like my delays to get a little thinner as they you know like a little darker like and a tape, little, like a tape yeah a little just a little something you know yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. um uh, Although, having said that, because now I've used it on tour for quite a bit, that pedal, I use the EVA settings for a few things. I'm like, this is actually perfect for, you know, it's just. Oh, it sounds amazing. I I mean, I use, you know, one through three basically uh, all the time. So I love it, man. I was doing the, uh, out with Nick Carter, I was doing, we did uh, Don't You Forget About Me by uh, Simple Minds. Oh, yeah. And the guitar on that, I've never really noticed the guitar on that song. And probably one of the, re- like on the studio recording, probably one of the reasons is because it's super echoey and it's kind of very, it's mixed into the, the track, mm-hmm. you know, but it's really cool. And uh, and I used a big old stereo delay for the for, for that. That sounds like, I was just like in my in-ears every night. I was like, this sounds amazing, like sitting here playing this guitar sound, you know. And the other thing I did on that tour that was so much fun was I had the MIDI switching, um like because we were running you know stuff that the the whole time we're playing there's click and everything and so i had that switching all my effects so i could just walk away from the pedal board and all Mm -hmm. the sounds so so we'd go from one song right into another i could be all the way downstage and just the the click had come in and count me off i'd come in and here's this amazing guitar sound i didn't have to be by my board it was really fun oh that's killer everything switched out it's like sounds so good like with the but took the 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 thing i love about is you can use so much of that delay and especially maybe it's just partially the fact that i'm doing it in parallel too in my rig and it's not like you're doing wet dry wet so you're doing a similar right. thing but you can use so much and it sounds so clear still like with yeah your dry tone. yeah yeah, yeah and, it, and, and and plus you also have your you know your regular dry signal going through there also you know mixed with the effect at yeah. least with the evh effects the, the patches you know it's like the you can still hear the guitar like if I turn off the effects, I can still hear in the other two speakers. All three speakers are going at the same time. Right, right. Yeah, the beauty of the wet, dry, wet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention: Did you guys hear that uh, Gibson is suing Demarzio? Yeah. Over the that'd be interesting. I want yeah. to see the outcome of that one. PAF, the use of PAF, and and also uh, the double cream. 
I saw a great comment about it on the gear page. It's like it's like your drunk uncle and something else. Like who? I, I'm screwing up the punchline, but it was like this person that you sort of don't like, and this person that you sort of don't like fighting. So you don't really know who to root for. I like Demarzio and I like Gibson. I'm just kidding, but it was a funny comment. <laughs> just the big corporate battle going against one. Right. It's, right. it's like that meme. Let them fight. Well, you know, I think maybe Demarzio. <laughs> maybe you know, like Gibson should have done this years ago. Maybe. Well, I don't know why they waited yeah. so long. You know, it's just new management finally just said, "Fuck it, let's do it." You know? I get. Originally, was it just like, uh, like they're like, "Oh, Gibson never did this." I guess we'll jump on it, like Demarzio, and we can we can patent this, even though yeah. right because nobody did it. Right, I have so, to be careful about saying the word PAF. Or yeah, well, right. we we right. had when we had uh, Joe Gundry on from Throwback. Okay. Uh, in the actual title of the video, I think it was for that show, or maybe it was somebody else. But in the title of that video, we had PAF. Mm. I actually received a letter from Demarzio. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah we yep. did. That's <laughs> that we had so, got to be and careful. We, and it was also in the image as well. We had PAF in the image. We had to remove the Im change the image. Wow. Change the title of the video because they had the ownership of PAF. Oh. And I guess, I mean, if the Gibsons didn't say P, I guess they've got a thing. They make a pickup called a PAF as opposed to patent applied for, which is what, you know, so it's like Gibsons. It was just, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's weird. It, the whole thing. I, I, I think, I mean, my prediction, I would say, I think Gibson should win. I mean, it is their original design. It is their thing, you know. I wonder when DeMarzio got double cream because I've got a double cream JB. From well, how, 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 how that, um, that's a good question when they got it. I'm not sure, but how, how a lot of times they skate around that is they, they ship, um, they can ship a pickup, but with a cover. Got it. <laughs> right. That was mine know, but I don't maybe, think I don't know. But uh, well, there were companies doing double creams, and then of course, once they got the the patent, and they were enforcing, I think some companies it might not have been eighty one. It might have been after that. I think it was sure. seventy seven. Actually, I think oh, really seventy seven. Mm. Yeah, I was watching the video from KDH this morning, and he mm. he showed, and he was like, apparently, interestingly enough, Demarzio, Larry Demarzio, claimed that he didn't know that they had cream, double cream pickups. Because in his description of when he thought of the idea, it was mostly they were just black or mm. some blue bobbins, which I never even heard of blue bobbins. But then he said in 59, they had some double cream, but he actually yeah. owned a real 59 mm. with double creams and a black and white. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they're like, oh, he, and that was before he filed for the patent. So like he mm. knew, you know, but anyway, the long, long and short of it is, I think it was 77 of when they came out. Or with I, said, I have in the other room, I got this guitar. It's a custom made guitar the guy made. It's a Randy Rhodes kind of shape. And mm -hmm. uh, I had it made in like 81 or something. And this guy custom made me. It's all maple. And, oh, wow. Yeah, maple neck, neck through, mm -hmm. maple wings. The whole nine oh, you showed that to me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a double cream JB in it. Uh, but, that's cool. Yeah, that, like an old double cream JB. And so mm -hmm. I should I should use that pickup in something. It's cool. I should, yeah, really. should just make the guitar work again. Doesn't have a bridge on it right now. Hasn't for uh, forty years. I want to say hi to Chris Church. Chris, I knew it was you with Church Audio. So, <laughs> hey, Chris, how What's are you? Up? Um, 
Yeah, we got it. Let's get some super chats. Uh, Porky Lowen, what's going on? Mark, Dave, and Pete, as a player, what does it take to make a plexi not sound broken? Hmm. Hmm. Not sure about that. Hmm. Well, first of all, you got to send it to Dave and make sure it's not physically broken. And once Dave signs <laughs> yeah. off and goes, "This one sounds good," then it's all in your hands, I guess. I, yeah. yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how to answer that question, really. I wonder if it's just like a low gain thing, like if you if playing an amp, in. they're not very forgiving. They're not, they're very clear. They're pretty punchy, and without a lot of gain, uh shows flaws. Yeah, you got to be clean with your hands, you know, and then it's great. It's like if you can, right? I mean, if you could just deal with the vol, the punch and the volume and the. I don't, I, I don't know how to answer that because I, you know, it's like that's sort of mm, the kind of amps I've sort of always played. Me too. So I, I, I just sort of, I mean, yeah, I had different amps. I mean, I, my first amp was a Silverface Fender Deluxe Reverb, and uh, with a, a plastic MXR Overdrive pedal. Mm. And a music master Fender guitar from the seventies. Not the greatest uh, choice. I wish I had the amp though today. I that 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 would have been cool. To what still was have. that a basement? No, uh, deluxe reverb, Silverface. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I wish I had that. Now I love deluxes. It was cool. I wish I had that now, but um, I don't. I don't have the guitar either. Uh I do have. I rebought the the plastic MXR overdrive pedal though. I saw it at a garage sale once, and I'm like, <laughs> I had that when I was a kid. I'm buying that just because I want it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And then I went down this rabbit hole of buying all the plastic series MXR pedals. Hmm. Oh, really? Which I have a bunch of them, and they actually sound they're 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 good. They're all good. I mean, they're yeah. a little cheese, cheesy, but they're they you know the phaser sounds good, the flanger sounds good, the the uh there was a booster preamp with a tone knob that's just like a clean boost with the tone mm. knob i mm. think sounds great that's cool. um but yeah so i went down that rabbit hole there was someone selling on craigslist recently all the dan electro oh the originals the, yeah the plastic pedals you know the scrambled eggs and whatever those man a lot of those were really good actually yeah <laughs> they were like stupid names and stuff and Crap, but most of those pedals, like there was the sitar pedal they had, which actually, actually became like a classic. Kind it of sounded thing. pretty cool. Their original, the original series of pedals that came out with that was a chorus and a delay. Those things sounded amazing. Those were pre the really cheap plastic ones. Those were like mm -hmm. the metal switch in the middle. And right. Those sounded really good, actually. Yeah, cool stuff. Steve uh, Reidinger. What's that? Steve. Oh yeah, see from reading Ridinger, Ridinger, Ridinger. We tried to get him, tried to get him on the show. Maybe we love we'll, Steve. Yeah, hopefully he'll come on one day. Uh, Steve Malt, thanks for the super chat. Merry Christmas, Happy Festivus, guys. <laughs> You're all an inspiration. Oh, that's cool. Thanks, man. Thanks all for your rekindling my love for real uh, two bamps moving air in the room. There's still no comparison. Here's to many more. Yay! Thank so you. This, is, this brings us to our rant. This brings us to our rant. Okay. Our really opinionated, uh, maybe old fogey rant of live amps on the stage. He can start. Okay. Well, I, you know, I've come to this conclusion that the way that we, at least, 
And the way that every rock band got started since the dawn of rock and roll, you know, up till recently is there was a moving air element where um, we all had our, okay, my first amp was a trainer solid state 10 watt combo, but it was friggin' loud. And I remember doing my first gig with it, which was like a music recital for my music teacher and i had a little band and we played some songs all the kids were playing like mary had a little lamb and stuff playing acoustic guitar you know it's around christmas time i remember and uh and i had my band there four-piece band you know and we played a couple rock songs you know and i remember the whole audience just like people were falling asleep you know (laughs) and it was like boom (laughs) these 11 year olds get up and it was loud and like you know so i remember that and then i got a ibanez yeah ibanez made amps ibanez 50 watt two-channel solid-state combo with a 12 in it. And then my next amp was that uh, aforementioned Marshall MOSFET 100 with a little 410 cabinet. Uh, and it was pretty, it was a 100-watt MOS, wasn't too, but it was loud enough, that's for sure. I remember playing gigs with that thing. And after that, I got a Boogie, a Caliber 50, the original one, and a, and one of their 212, you know, slants or whatever. 5150 was my next thing after that, I think. Uh, studio preamp and a 295 and stuff. I had all this crazy stuff. But anyways, always amps, right? And we all would just hump the amps to the, you know, your friend's basement or whatever. And there was drums and amps and the bass player had his amp. We always had amps. And, ca- and you were kind of like, you weren't nothing unless you had the cabinet and the head. And you need, like, when I had my and, little Ibanez combo, that was nice. But it was like. And if you had a singer, he could have been possibly singing into an amp. True. <laughs> oh yeah, early days. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, wait, I need an XLR to quarter inch so I can plug into the front of the channel combo. <laughs> to ma- so I can hear my voice. Got to forget what you that. can't hear. Forgot about that. <laughs> but that was that was rock and roll, and it was garage bands. And it was like, and we all kind of played like that, like with, the, and there wasn't really, yeah, there maybe wasn't a PA. You're right, Dave. It was like a, uh, you know, a, a whatever, yeah. or or eventually you got a little PA. I remember yeah. I ended up buying like two speakers and a PV you know, six channel, remember the PVPA mm-hmm. or whatever. We all had that, but that was like extra. That was like, you know, after you had your amps and you're in the singer was singing through the guitar amp. That's exactly what it used to be. And yeah. that was the sound of a garage band. And it was like, that's what we all grew up with. And we were emulating our heroes playing on stage with big Marshall stacks and like whatever they had. Right. And that was rock. And it's like, uh, now it's become this other thing. And I've, I've come to realize that there's a, there's a two, part thing to what I'm, I'm getting around to here the, the first part is is that is moving air with everybody's got their own little rig and their amp and their own little unique tone thing and they're moving air with it physical air moving like not like a direct thing uh that's the one thing moving the air the next thing is tube amps you know and i think that's actually the smaller part of the equation we all love our tube amps and stuff and moving air but the bigger the bigger one is the taking away of the moving of the air with whatever because i even had solid state amps that did it and stuff you know mm-hmm. that that element to me has changed so much and the whole advent of the quiet stage and the you know all that stuff it's just taken away so much of what was so groovy about like the garage band element at the end of the day we were all you know settling in around a drummer and you know, yelling at one another if the, if this guy was too loud, I can't hear myself. You know, we got to whatever. But we're all kind of settling in around an acoustic drummer that you know plays like maybe quiet, maybe louder, whatever. But then you you build your sound around that, and then the PA or whatever was just extra. That was like, oh, we get to plug into a PA at a club or wherever we were your first gigs. It's like that's extra. You know, that's cool. And it was filling in around our sound. You know, and there was I don't remember a hell of a lot of like oh you're too loud turn down on stage i don't remember a lot of that like back then like i don't i just don't remember that conversation it didn't happen. 
No. Yeah, I don't remember it. It's just like, go play the high school dance. And it was just like, oh, we get a PA now. And the PA fills in around what we already do. See, there's a po- there's certain power about rock music and the combination of the, you know, moving air and having having it be loud. You know, yeah. there's there's an element yeah. of that. The feedback and, and the yeah. noises and the... Yeah. Kim Thale was talking about it on my, sh- I, you know, I had him on a show recently and he was talking about how when he started playing guitar, he thought, oh, I got to do it right. I got to do it like this, like that. Oh, this is wrong if I'm making a noise. Gradually, as he starts to get to be a better player, he realizes, wait a minute, all these noises and this weird stuff and the feedback and the buzz and the, ex- this is the cool stuff. Right. You know, yeah. All that crazy stuff that happens with volume and makes and for became- excitement. Yeah, like the danger. And the, the danger of it all. And, and controlling and, and, and be able the, to control it, right. The danger is missing. So someone said to me today, you know, with the advent of so much backing tracks and so much click, playing to the click, backing tracks, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I don't want to go see a live band to hear the record. Hmm. Right. I want to go see a live band to hear how it's going to sound live you know he goes i want to hear i want to hear it a little different I, yeah. I don't why i'll just sit at home and have a cocktail and listen to the record if i want to hear yeah. exactly the record what's the point right? i mean and dude, i, I totally me those, agree with that you gave me those van halen like some demo or bootleg stuff from van yeah. around van halen too or no maybe it was club days but anyways it was you remember you gave me those it was like club recordings and they're like playing like yeah, the, the 60 or 70 of them. And it's like, yeah, well, not those. It was like, uh, oh. it was a club. It was like a, a live bootleg of some sort. That you oh, I, oh, yeah. I have those a couple. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's like punk rock, dangerous. Everything's faster. Like it's right. like they're, they sound like they're going to explode, you know? Right. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the record is my point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, right. It's yeah. like, yeah, they're not doing the record. Like they were like, they. it was wild. Like, well, yeah, you know, you used to go you used to go see a band to hear them possibly even improvise. Right. Oh my god, I remember this as a kid. This doesn't happen anymore. Uh I remember this as a kid, like, you know, Led Zeppelin was the kind of the king of that, you know, oh, yeah. the kind of, you know, they would go off in tangents and extended parts of songs and and Two things medleys. like that, you know, and and you know, yeah. And you you know, you you go to hear that. That's what you wanted that's what you want to hear because you know that's the cool thing that's what you're going to hear different that's what that's what's going to make your evening special yeah you know you need back then people also used to tape those recordings and be like yeah and then you get the bootlegs right did you hear that solo (laughs) that he did last night yeah that cool and in in cincinnati he really did a great right right yeah completely Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, Marvel Harris in the chat there says, "Does it have anything to do with the predominant music in the U.S. is now rap and hip hop?" Well, the interesting thing about a lot of rap and hip hop was maybe the, maybe it is a danger element or a little bit of like you're going to see something that's like you know what I mean, where people are speaking out and doing more. Like I don't know. Like I think there's a lot to be said for like a taming it too much. You know what I mean? And it's like that the wild aspect of man i remember what it was like i mean going to a show and the lights would go down you know and it was or the buzz in the room before you know like in the yeah. you know there's like all the smoke in the air and like and the, the music they're playing the songs that come on everybody's like yeah they're getting pumped for the show and then when the lights would go down and it would start and it was freaking loud and like you know not to say the shows aren't loud now but yeah just the danger you know like 
like, yeah, just part of it was that it was too loud and kind of out of control and, uh, you know, maybe falling off the rails or whatever. You didn't know what you were going to like what you say, you know, it's a danger element to it. it was special, you know? Yeah. No, I yeah. mean, uh, it's, it's the danger getting too much. Yeah. If you, if you, if you sanitize it too much, um, by the way, it's a great, you know, uh, our buddies in uh, black rebel motorcycle club, uh, wrote a song about this called whatever happened to my rock and roll. Right. way back in the, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And it was like, you're right. Whatever happened to my rock and roll? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I I'm not I'm not. I okay. I'm poo pooing this. I it's yeah. it's it's just like I'm not interested in going to see a show anymore. Yeah, it's not. I have no interest unless I know it's going to be great. You know, it was great. The darkness. I just saw them. Yeah, sure. They were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Why? Cabinets on stage. Live. Yeah crazy yeah. yes it didn't sound like the record perfect you know it was it was it was just amazing justin hawkins sweetheart of a guy yeah last awesome. time i saw them they were great too you were using your yeah. amps they sounded killer yeah great I mean, guitars killer just guitars plastered yeah and vocal vocals a little tucked even, yeah you know sure. and 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 that's the way that's the way it always was when did it become um vocal prominent rock music i mean growing up vocal prominence was not the thing i mean like now you go to a show i just wow i can hear the drums really good and the vocals really good and i can't hear anything else yeah so guitars are weak and this is a guitar band i'm going to see what the hell is going on you know like yeah why yeah it's it's it was like, what would it like to be like to go see ACDC and not have guitars? That's what it's, that's what it is. That's, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, let's just hear Brian Johnson and the drummer. Yeah. No, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I'm going to see sticks in like a week and a half. So Probably using all Kempers. I, I'm curious. I'm going to be curious to see. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah, I, I mean the the uh, I asked Beato about this once, you know, and, and I said, "What you know? When did what 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 happened?" Kind of thing. And he said, "Well, at some point, rock became about convenience." <laughs> and I, I keep coming back to that. That's a good one. Rick's that's a smart a guy. Really that was his answer, smart. right? Right off the yeah, it was. I was like, yeah, that's kind of true because it wasn't convenient, you know, to hump around uh, our cabs and everything. But that's just what we did because it was mm -hmm. cool. You know, I was in this movie. Dave, were you in the Empire movie? No, I wasn't actually. I think Sir was in it. I was in it, and there was a uh, uh, a whole bunch of you know different musicians. And Tommy from Alice's band was in it, and uh, Alice Cooper's band. And his part is great because he's he's beside a. I I mean, I'm not. This isn't a bag on modelers thing because I think everything has a place. But he's 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 sitting beside a camper or whatever, and then he's got full Marshall stacks behind him, and he's like pointing at each of them, going, "Look at." He points at the Marshall. He goes, "Just look at that." He goes, "Look how fucking cool that looks." <laughs> like that's just you know, it's just so cool, and it is good. Look at you behind you, Mark. I mean, you got all these amps. It's just cool. It's like it is you know, cool. Yeah, I love walking in here. If I just. I've got yeah. a camper in my living room, my by my, my TV. That's where it belongs. Yeah. It's like next to the 
electron, you know, like the home electronics. It looks like. <laughs> there, listen, it's great. I mean, I love, you know, I use this stuff all the time. I'm sitting here looking at Axe Effects and Helix and stuff. And it's like, I love it. But it's like, the, the, as, if you use it, I mean, like Dave's doing rigs right now for Offspring. He's got their old ones behind him. And it's like, mm -hmm. and doing the new ones. It's like, they've got cabinets on stage. They're still miking them. And they still sound like, I mean, you saw them a while ago at the uh, Ventura. Ventura. Theater, right? Yeah, yeah. And they sound like a band, right? I mean, they sound yeah. like a rock band because they were still moving air on stage. So, yeah. so yes, they were using Kempers and into power amps into real cabinets on the stage. Mm. and they weren't using any irs and they were just miking them yeah so it's you know the 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 the, the axe effects is a preamp essentially yeah and uh and now the new rigs will have a tube power amp in it so we're we're, we're inching closer to the the old days <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, hopefully that will be better I've used, um, I've used the, the 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 modeler into power amp in the cabs on stage thing and it works quite well for some things and i like it you know and it might seem counterintuitive but it's like li literally just taking the ir i mean i i send irs to the pa when i do it mm -hmm. but yeah. i also have the cabs moving the air on the stage and i've got feedback and stuff right. and it's like you know that's what i did with five for fighting on two last summer tours i did and for that band it's not a guitar primary instrument band anyway uh works great and but we we've got a SVT up there with the bass player, and I've got two one twelves behind me, and Randy's an amazing drummer. And with the drums and the bass and the guitar, John's acoustic guitar and piano, it sounds like a band up there, you know. Yeah. It's not a silent stage, you know. It's uh so this the smaller but still significant part of the equation is the two bands, you know, which I still think takes it. But one step yeah. up. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully the trend will change at some point. Um, some people, I mean, some people, I, when I was talking to, um, um, oh God. <laughs> what man? <laughs> no, uh, you know, he, uh, he was in here and you were talking to him too. Um, um the place with, uh, uh um, Osborne, uh, uh, Jan Osrin. Oh, Charlie Puth? Yeah, Charlie Puth. Yeah, his band. You know, he was like, he used um, he used ca uh, uh, Fractal into uh, a two-power oh, yeah. amp with a cabinet on stage because he just liked that. But he's talking about, like, ditching it all and going back to a couple JTM 45s with a pedal board because yeah. he's just like, I just don't like it. It's just not right well, he's wondering if it's still one level beyond to go yeah. back to the tube amp that he, yeah. he's already got the cab up there yeah 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 but i love that he made a great point to me actually he said you know the reason that he uses a cab on stage is because it was making him self-conscious when he would see people on the side of the stage watching the band and maybe they were thinking like those guys aren't even playing which they are they're, all <laughs> they're great they're great musicians in that band a killer the bass player guitar yeah. player the drummer's insane you know yeah but but with the silent stage you wouldn't know you'd stand like because i guess they'd have people on stage watching they're standing there and all they're hearing is the snare drum on the and then just you can't hear anything else right and it's oh. like so he's like i want to have a cab up there so people know i'm actually playing you know so it was even more it was less for him and well for his peace of mind i guess to you know be moving some air up there uh you know for the 15 people that are watching on stage every night well and the other real the issue that we brought this up a million times before too is with no with a, a silent stage yeah you're just fucking half your audience 
hundred percent. So that's because you you know you have if you're if you want to be close to the stage. Oh, let's see the band. Let's see. Yeah. Well, you're just not going to hear anything at all because they're the PA. You're not hearing the PA. It's it's behind you, behind you, over you, and you know, and over you. You'd be much better having a seat way back by the soundboard where you can actually hear everything. All you get Um, is these little. uh, So forget about paying. God knows how many thousands of dollars for those those really close seats. What's the point? Right. Yeah. You, you know the, those little front fill PA speakers. They don't used to be. You know, when you go see a show, everything was stacked on the sides of the stage. Those big bins mm-hmm. and it was pointing. Everybody got it. I mean, it was like you know. Yeah. But now everything's flowing so high. If you want the best sound, it might sound great back by front of house. You know, but they're yeah. not. They're not getting it down front. You can't. I'm sorry, you just can't. I mean, they walk around with an iPad and stuff, and they can kind of get an idea down front and fill in with these. But the front fills are like literally, like generally this big, you know? Yeah, they're, they're tiny. Little, they put them on the front of the, they're meant to be unobtrusive sitting on the front of the stage mm. on a clean stage. And sometimes they're, there's side, little side PA cabinets. But that, I'm sorry, but that's not going to translate the, you know, you're not getting like what's coming out of the, the main the, PA, the, yeah, the big flow DOS rig or whatever up there, you know. So it's like, um, it it just, yeah, you got to have that shit filling in from the stage, and then it sounds like a proper bit. That's what I mean, the garage band aspect, and then the PA is just filling in around it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's all true, uh, Mr. Um, Anderson. Hey guys, why some effects loops have ground loop issues? Got a fractal effects eight. The tryout and JP2C uh, uh, plus SLO 100, Hot Rod 100 plus have terrible hum in four cable method. Well, right away we know what that is. Right? Well, all all four cable methods of every product ever made, except one, except one, the old Lexicon G2, uh, will have a ground loop. You will have ground loops. It's not the effects loops. It's you're just going to have ground loops. Period. Uh, lines. Uh, um, so this is fractal. So fractal, uh, you can use humbuster cables uh, and probably fix most of your issues. Um, Ground's broken at one end. But, but um, yeah, the, fra- the humbuster cables have this weird little, it's a weird thing. I'm not even sure how it works to be honest. Mm. But um, it essentially will fix those issues. Uh, like all the line six stuff has so many ground loops, it's not even funny, including if you use the channel switching of, say, a HX effects for your amp, it will have a ground loop also. Because you got more more than one path to ground. So yeah. what you need to do is eliminate all those other paths to ground. So yeah, on an FX8, you can use on the send going to the front of your amplifier, you can either use the humbuster cable there or you can use an ISO transformer, something mm-hmm. like a uh, Palmer makes one or I should have. But one. you got more problems because with a, with a fractal, if you're using normal cables, you're going to get ground loops. Yes, you can use the Samson MLI-1. These are the cheapest. The input of your amp, but you still, with the FX8, FX8's the floor unit. Okay, but it's still an AC grounded unit. Yeah. So it, it has ground. So then as soon as you hook your loop up, you have ground loop again. Oh, wow. So uh, there's uh, oh. several things you have to do to fix that. 
there's uh it's it's kind of elaborate you got to cut grounds on cables you have to use iso transformers you have to do all sorts of things to get it quiet you, dave if you use an iso transformer on the return too would that be in, like so if you had two well like for instance like right off the bat you need three iso transformers if you're doing that with a jp2c now the question is does the jp2c loop is it low impedance enough to drive those iso transformers properly mm. technically technically you need three because again the unit is an ac grounded unit on an fx8 but you can use humbuster cables with the FX8, and it will fix your issues. So I'm gonna go find those right now and post it in the chat. Uh, the 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 FX the humbuster cables I think Fractal sells, and I think some other people sell them too. Isn't it Morley? Isn't it Morley who makes them? The humbuster cables? Yeah. No, not the hum, not the hum, not the, the, X, uh, the hum X. Oh, that's not, good the, not any of that. Just okay. the, the humbuster cables, like humbuster. the FX8 was the effects unit, right? That was the what the FX8 was from Fractal. I think so. And I, I know you can use three humbuster cables on that because I've done I, it before. I just found it, but it won't let me post in the chat, probably because I'm trying to post a link. And then you guys control this show, so it's shop.fractalaudio.com/fas-humbuster-cable. And you get a $19.99 price there for a 15. You can order them at 15 feet or 30 feet, and they've got everything you need to solve oh, all your issues. That's not bad. There you have it. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks for the question, Mr. Anderson. And happy uh, to say hi to Alex Catlow, too, in the chat from Australia. Serious amplification. Hey, what's up, Alex? You guys are making all kinds of money in your super chat. Look at that. Damn. We're doing good. Merry Christmas. We've got great, great viewers. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, John DeShane, what's going on, man? Hey, guys, thoughts on why my Mic 100D feels so much more natural to me than my IRX. My IRX sounds phenomenal, but the feel is so immediate that it trips me up. What's 100D? 100 Deluxe? Oh, I think if you find if you if you would use a switcher and switch between the preamp section of both of those, you would find them to sound exactly the same. Now, if you're comparing the IRX to with the IRs and something like that, this is a whole different you know, it's a whole different thing. It's quicker, quicker. <laughs> and a speaker cabinet, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but I've done taken the hundred deluxe preamp section with a switcher. And a and a beat it directly to the preamp section of the um, the IRX, where you couldn't tell at all between them in in any way, shape, or form. So okay. I see I see a Spartan Pride has a comment in the uh, he says it was fun to be in the front for a band that had a loud stage could feel the air moving it was like we were on the stage 103 db it's hell yeah i was at a show a week ago where i couldn't hear the guitar and i was just getting like god damn it because it's just like i can see both the singer and the guitar player up there playing away i couldn't i could hear the lead guitar guy a little bit and the the singer and rhythm guitar player i couldn't hear his guitar at all but I pulled out my DB meter because I have a pretty good one on my phone that I paid money for, like 10 bucks for a good app, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was saying right, like, like 109, 110 DB is all vocal, you know? You ever go to, uh, a while ago, I was at karaoke in my neighborhood <laughs> at a, a local pub that I go to sometimes. They do karaoke on Thursday nights. 
And I was like, holy shit, it's loud, man. It's so loud. And I pulled out my phone. It was like literally like 112 dB in that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. It was, people just ah, drunk and screaming into the, my, you know, vocals can be really loud, you know. And very loud. piercing. And so piercing. Especially right? when they're out of tune. Yeah. It was unbearable. <laughs> unbearable. Yeah. So, it's, so it's like a, a band that's controlled. I mean, I remember seeing uh, Dave. We always talk about our, our our buddy that mixed Alice in Chains, going to see them in Vegas. Tom Abraham, and they had a limit of like a hundred or a hundred and two or something, but it sounded loud, it sounded powerful, and like it was so well mixed and everything. You know, mm. uh, really great with a great sound guy that knows rock and gets guitar and knows what he's doing. It was great, but wasn't a hundred and ten dB. Um, so this loud thing, you know, like I don't yeah. know, it's just. Um, Nick Mars, have you guys seen the price of the new Magnetone slash amp? And oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. We talked about we talked about this in in detail last night on Jason Tong's. Oh, you did show. Oh my god, the cap. Uh, uh, yeah, twenty seven hundred or something like that. Yeah, for a V thirty four twelve. The cabinet is where the real thing is a little, really hard to digest get behind that one. <laughs> but um i like magnetone amps you know the, the the thing yeah i'm not i'm not right but. you know and the thing about and the thing about price of an amp okay well you can ask whatever you ask you know i mean there were john Mayer signature amps with prs and stuff and what was that? how much was that it was like six seven grand or something you know oh it was mm -hmm. close to 10 you know, grand. or 10 yeah, grand yeah, yeah. or something yeah uh you know is that worth it i i don't I, I don't know how to answer that you know um um so you can ask whatever you want although that amp i don't even understand really uh you know it's you can switch between two different gain pots what what the how how's that how does that work? There's no extra master. It's just two gain pots. You, you think it's with. one channel with like rhythm gain and lead gain? Is that what's going on? Uh, yeah, but no volume change. So no right. master. Like seems it seems that it really is a single channel amp kind of to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and 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 that price for a single channel amp, you know, someone said, okay, a B100 Deluxe is $4,000. I go, yeah, it is. Sure. But it's a three sound. channel amp with right. A thousand different voicing switches. You can make it sound a thousand different ways. Um, this is. It was like this would be like if we offered our Phil X amp with, with uh, for that price, right? Uh, yeah. No, yeah, you know. yeah. He's got to be. But, you know, I, I don't know. You know, sweet, sweet. But I, again, <laughs> you know, again, it, it is. Um, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, it's probably a nice. I, what what, what, what kind of baffles me yeah. right. is so they announced this amp, right? And it's on pre-order on on Sweetwater and different things, right? So they announced this amp, but there's no video for it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't that doesn't, that doesn't really make any sense to me. To me, you should have a crazy video with Slash, with Slash. absolutely playing playing the amp and and just like make it sound killer and launch the product you have to with that video have to because that's what's going to sell the product mm -hmm. if you launch that without that video what yeah. what is that 
Dave I, Friedman I, I, of Friedman Amplification has spoken. What What is that? I mean, like, I don't get it. I don't that's understand. Right. You know, yeah, I agree. They have, that's a, they have a picture of them, but that's about. Well, they it. have a picture, but I mean, they, they. Where's the video? I want to see the video with Slash. Right. We know well, the amp sounds. I mean, their amps all sound really good. Their 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 amps uh, sound good. I have nothing against the company. I think I think yeah. they make good amps. It's cool. Uh, that's fine. We don't know how this amp sounds, though. I mean, I don't know. You got to make it sexy. It's got to be get, sexy. Gotta, yeah, make it. You know, come on, <laughs> bring the yeah. video. Let's go. 100%. Yeah, especially if it's since it's backed by Slash and it's supposed. You know, it's a signature yeah. amp. You know, and you got to have the video out there to support it. I agree. You know, the reality, yeah, he, the reality is they might have such a, like, I don't know how many amps they make or ship. Maybe they can only make a certain, and it's like, we, yeah. we're, we've, we've got, we let our dealers know a week early and we were, we, they're all spoken for the first time. I don't, that could happen. It could, could be. totally be that way. And I, you know, and, and again, those magnetone amps do sound good. I mean, yeah. I heard, I watched recently Billy Gibbons playing through his and stuff. And oh, yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, the original, the the one they came out with first, the twin twelve uh, with the vibrato mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Oh my god, the harmonic. Uh, yeah, that, that's cool. Like, it was just lovely sounding. Like it was like I could sit here and write stuff all day through this amp. It's it yeah, so that's cool stuff. But cool stuff. So I mean, I'm like, yeah, you can charge whatever you want. I mean, I, you know, that's that's up to you guys. But uh, you need the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what you. I think. And then we were talking about the Jimmy Page amp. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Last it's night we were talking about the Jimmy Page amp, right? So, we don't you, know, need, you don't even need it. It's just like that's just cool, and he's I know, it's super cool. It looks cool. Uh, it is very expensive. Yes, uh, it's all signed by Jimmy, though, hand yeah. signed, every single vintage one. Vintage. His video, was, his video was Rumble. <laughs> so it's <laughs> NOS NOS parts. Uh, yeah, in it with. NOS GE sixty five fifty power tubes in it, Ooh. and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you got. He must have sourced them. Fifty oh. quads of yeah. NOS unused GE sixty five fifties. That's well, like for, a unicorn. All, I, I brought this up last night. I'm like, that's probably a thousand dollars a set of tubes. Probably yeah. right off the bat. Maybe I, he I, had. I guess maybe he had them. Who knows. Yeah. But I would think that would be a thousand dollars a set of tubes because a, a regular set of yeah. uh, a regular set of KT88s or 6550s is expensive as hell right now. Hmm. Um, old GE one that's expensive as hell, and then all the NOS parts—it's crazy these days for those parts. I mean, like you know, oh, yeah. mustard caps and stuff. Good luck finding them. Good luck getting them. Good luck. You know, that's in, insanity. So, I mean, there's probably like an insane amount of NOS parts that cost a fortune with that. Amp. It's Mitch, right? I mean, it's. Yeah, it's Mitch. Mitch. He's going to do it right. It's going to be cool. And yeah, it's super expensive. Sure. I get it. I don't if know. I, what have speakers, I don't know what speakers they're using in the cab. I'm kind of curious. Hmm. I just love how they did it, though. Like here he shows up with all these amps on Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it's like he's playing Rumble. There's your video. That's there you all go. You There's your video. You know, it's, it. just, it's the coolest thing. Yeah. And this wall of, uh, and you know, Mitch, he gets it. He's like a, great pictures of a, Jimmy with it and cool. You know. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. He probably yeah. Has, uh, granted, no one, no one can afford it. Some people can afford it, maybe. But you know, I wish I could afford it. I'd like. Oh, to I would it. buy if I, I had would buy it. Well, I think no, he did a. 
I mean, when he did the the Sun Dragon amp, he did a limited run and then he did a production run, right? Yeah, he true. Did do it. And mm-hmm. I know somebody that has one of the the production run. Mm-hmm. Our buddy, you know, and yeah. it sounded like killer. That amp was great. So it's going to be the same, you know. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thing. I mean, he, yeah, you know, and it is literally he had the real amp. That's cool. Oh, you know, awesome. he had he had the real amp, and and you know, he really modeled it exactly after that amp. Yeah, that's cool. So that's you, you know, it. eh, it's like that's history. We have to have Mitch on again. And talk yeah. About it. Yeah, you doing. guys should get him on. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah well, on, we're gonna um, we're we're gonna do that. It, you know, if I can't, we uh, you know, I well, I would love to have Jimmy Page, but yeah. Uh, if that doesn't happen, we'll just have Mitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Wayne Tone Seeker Anderson. Hey, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Dave, thanks for your help with the ISO transformer advice. Thanks, Mark, for all you do to make the show possible. You're welcome, man. Thanks, Pete, for being Canadian like me. <laughs> Right on, eh? Sweet. All right. Beautiful. Uh, right on, eh? Right on, eh? Take off, eh? You hold his head. Matt's Tubes of You. Thank you. Big fan of Henry Rollins' IFC talk show from years ago and finally got around to the Chris Cornell episode. It was awesome seeing Pete up there with Chris playing No Such Thing. The band sounded great. Oh, well, I never saw that. That was a special time. I remember that was one of the very first things we did. The first two weeks, we were really busy doing that kind of stuff. And we did, I remember we did a live on uh, a Carol Q. We went first thing in the morning and played like seasons and, um, you know, a bunch of tunes. And then we one of the thing, next things we did that week was it was all a whirlwind, but we went to the, it was downtown at uh, downtown LA at the, the drummer from Stone Temple Pilots. He had a studio downtown. Oh, filmed it there. Oh, bomb, the bomb shelter or something. Yeah. That's where Eric, it was. Eric Kretz. Yep. That's right, and that was where Henry's show was done, and we we did it in there. And I I, uh, I don't know that I've seen it since. I should go back and see if I can find it on YouTube or something. But hmm. yeah, no such thing. The funny thing about that song, if you watch the the ascending lick up the E string, down do 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 right, and there's a background vocals. There's no such thing as nothing at all something like that the back uh, that was the rhythm of the background vocal and it's counter to the riff and when i went to audition for chris uh i had about 12 hours to learn all the tunes got an email that night like the night before the audition was 11 a.m the next day it was like learn all these songs and come audition tomorrow no such thing was one of them and one of the things i realized was is like if i can learn this background vocal and play this riff that's going to be cool. But it was, it was one of those, th- it was like, uh, you know, doing one of these. And right. so I sat there at three in the morning in my apartment in studio city, like going over that bat. And it's one of the things that I've always told, uh, an important thing I learned from my friend Al was, um, he's a great guitar player and singer. He said, when, when you're trying to put a vocal and a guitar part together and you can't quite get it, uh, he goes, practice the guitar part separate, get it perfect, practice the vocal, then put them together, do it slowly. And you'll always find a spot where they rub where there's a vocal thing that happens an eighth note or a sixth kind of throws you off. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, you'll find it. And he goes, just, if you know the guitar part perfect and you know the vocal perfect, you'll find that spot, just go. And then all of a sudden you get it. And then you, the ambidextrous thing comes in and then you've got it, you know? Mm. So thanks Al for that. Cause like in that moment, that was one of those times where I was able to put the two things together. I went into the audition the next day and was able to sing and play it. That is kind of a, 
you know, there's a little complexity to it, like the chromatic riff with the vocal at the same time. So, yeah, yeah. that's a very hard thing to do. I mean, I still find it very hard to try to sing and play at the same time, even just, you know, some regular chordal songs, you know, yeah. as opposed to just something that's, you know, more complex. And it's, you know, some like just a Beatles song or something, try to play, you know, like that yeah. and, and sing. It's very hard, you know. There's a skill uh, to it, it's for sure. Skill. Definitely the other thing it. on that tune that was interesting was the the verses acoustic guitar and it breaks right down so it's acoustic guitar and broken down drums but the rest is rock you know and I was like how am I going to do that so I got a Les Paul that had a Fishman I put a Fishman power bridge in it mm. and I I didn't do a stereo out on it. I had a mono out but I had a push pull pot and it would kick over to the Fishman so it was either the electric pickups or the acoustic pickups I don't know if you remember this Dave because you mm -hmm. probably the, the board but so i would pull the tone knob to go to the verse that would switch over to the fishman out only and at the same time on my board i would kick to the di and go away from my electric rig. yeah so i remember that oh wow yeah so if you watch the show on the ifc you'll hear the quasi acoustic guitar fishman sound in the verse and then i'll kick the tone knob down and go to the electric so hmm. it was a complex little tune to figure out how to play but we did it on tv a bunch and stuff it was a single first single off that record so i was like i'm gonna figure out how to do this right and that's what I literally had the Fishman put on there for that song and everything and like figured out the AB and everything. Right. So, well, that's Cheers. Awesome. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. And while I'm, I'll bring this up, the two whiskey glasses Pete and I are drinking out of mm. are from our good friend, David Black. Oh, oh Dave. What's yes. Up, he awesome. said he went down a whiskey glass rabbit hole on the internet and uh source these whis nice whiskey glasses they're really thick they're really nice actually thanks dave oh, yeah That's so awesome. thank you again david yeah happy holidays dave black hope you're doing good man we love you he's a good man good for your uh no, sorry uh, guitars for your project i can't read guitars for your project uh is nam going to be a thing of the past yeah we talked about this a bunch. well that's a good question we did talk about this before but guess what dave's going we're exhibiting this year <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, we're exhibiting. Since when did that happen? I thought you weren't. Uh, well, uh, well, I found out uh, not actually from. <laughs> yeah, we're exhibiting. Wow. So are you? Are you doing like the? Big... It's a very uh, much uh, abridged, you know, smaller uh, setup. Okay. But um, yeah, we have a couple meeting rooms and we have like a 20 by 10 area where like m most of the brands will be displayed and we are going to be there. Well, then the answer is no, it's not a thing of the past. Another brand that I know is going is MXR. They haven't. Uh, yeah, they haven't gone for a while. So, you know, I think I think we might see maybe it won't quite be the craziness that we used to see. I think we'll see uh, brands coming on a smaller footprint you know but that's okay we're going to still make it cool yeah we're still going to make it cool and there'll be some new things and um you know yeah uh, we won't be able to we don't have a sound room so we won't be able to play really loud but you know we'll be able to be able to play it i i think that that it's good that some brands are going back and then I, you know it's a good time so hopefully nam Hopefully everybody's coalesces into you know it makes sense for everybody and that it's not too expensive for Brent, for people to go and you know, even Nam has made it a little bit easier on, on some of the prices and things. Yeah, I, it's not too, it's not uh, you you can do it relatively 
inexpensive compared. Well, anything's inexpensive compared to how we used to do it. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, you guys used to do it big, big, big. That big. was that was costly. So. Well, that's 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 good though. If it's a little more reasonable and makes sense for everybody, and we can still continue because it's fun. Yeah, it'd be nice if you know Fender and Gibson and you know the big boys will start coming back. Maybe. I wonder if they're there this year. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't no know. Uh, I have to look. I don't know. I haven't really. I haven't looked. I literally. I haven't looked. Well, that's I need cool. to look at that list and see who the hell is actually going. Yeah, is there like a public uh, exhibitor list or something? Or I think so. Yeah, I think on Nam dot org or something. Hmm. Take a look. So, okay. I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy going to Nam. So, I mean, I can't go this year. I'm going to be traveling. Um, more guitars was in a band where other guitar used other guitar player used a modeler. He'd be dicking around with menus all week, practice. <laughs> He'd unveil a new preset that was exactly the same. <laughs> Live, my my Friedman would bury it all in a mix. He eventually got a Friedman. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Because, because that's true. I mean, like, like yeah. the tube amp is going to bury the modeler every single time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just the truth it's just gonna happen you know, it's, <laughs> it's so true about dicking around with me yeah you know and that's the other thing it's like that i mean even even when okay so you know if you if you can't beat them join them that's why i made the irx but the thing about the irx is the fact that it basically is an app on the floor you know it's not it doesn't move air i understand that it, it can move air if you put it into a little power amp or something but it's knobs you mm. just go, okay, I've set everything in half. Okay, great. Dad, stop fucking around. Right, Pete? <laughs> yeah, stop fucking around. Let's stop Dave fucking around. Joked, when, he, when he was making that thing, I saw it. When he's, I'm like, the marketing for this should just be you holding it, and the, the copy should be like, aren't you tired of fucking around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or stop nice picking around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, because, you know, it's not – Oh, I need a little more gain. Okay, here's the knob. Turn. Boop. Done. Okay, thanks. Other yep, than, yep. Uh, you know, well, with the modeler, it's like, well, okay, let me, let's see. Which modeler do I have? Okay, maybe I'll get my phone out and get on the phone app for it. Oh, wait, no. Okay. Wait, what page was the gain on? I'm not sure where it is. I'm not. I see, know. this is why I will say I have the Kemper. The Kemper is easy. Mm -hmm. well, that's because you have one snapshot of yours <laughs> right you got the one snapshot you know and then if you just want to you can go through the menus with the effects and stuff like that but for the most part it you is... can't change anything though no well <laughs> they do have now the liquid there's profile. a new liquid yeah. profile but i don't know about you know i haven't i haven't fucked with that yet so i don't know but yeah but i, I like the kemper if i'm gonna be using a modeler that's just let me tell you i i want it so <laughs> i saw this um my wife and I went to Ventura, California, uh, and when we were there, we happened to figure out that a friend of ours that we hadn't seen in a really long time, her cover band was playing like in town, right? And so we were like, let's just go over there and surprise the living shit out of her because we hadn't seen her for like three years or something or four years. And um, and of course, uh, and, and she was always a really good singer and and stuff and you know, the good cover bands i've seen her cover bands before and the the old guitar player would be using just um a little like blues junior or something mm. you know fender blues junior with a pedal board or something 
And you know what? He always made it sound pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, like pretty cool, actually. Like you're like listening to it going, huh, it's quiet. It's cool, but it sounds, it sounds good. Sounds good. You know, and um, go see her this time. And she's playing with a different guitar player and it's a different band. And, and he's using a Kemper. Just fucking awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just sounded fucking terrible. Uh, like not even yeah. close to and like they're playing cla- you know classic songs and stuff and you're just like so was it direct like, was it direct no it was through a cabinet which is mm-hmm. maybe even worse <laughs> well the thing about a kemper that i've I always said the kemper even more than the axe and helix and stuff because it's all uh profile based is that you can make it just like a sampler sound terrible or you can actually make it sound yeah. pretty darn good i mean we've all heard kemper well you know we've all seen the videos where it's like sure Kemper can, profile versus amp sure, and it's like sure. oh it's pretty darn close but the option is in there to get really bad if you yeah you know mm-hmm. uh, so you got to know what you're doing kind of and dave makes you always make the point dave where you can get so far away from what the real thing sounds like that sometimes yeah. you don't you know and even if you're good at this stuff and you know amps and stuff you can get far away from it if you allow yourself to you need to constantly reference back- when I started using an yeah. Axe Effects, I, I used to do A-B it with my real rig. So I, I would have the real rig, my amps on load boxes, my full rack, the whole nine yards, like everything all hooked up. And then I'd hit the A-B switch and go over to the Axe Effects. And I'd listen through my studio monitors. I'd boom, 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 back and forth. And I would A-B the presets. That's how I would make them because I would like, I want to get as close as I can. If you're just doing it blind with the, you know. You're going to fuck it up. Especially right. direct. And then you mm-hmm. take it into a band. I mean, I knew what I was doing, like, because I played amps for years and shit, and I still probably would have screwed it up, you know? Yeah. I, I would say I still would have, uh, you know, so I, the AB, I'd be like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, wow. It has a lot of bass, a lot, lot more bass in the Kemper or, or whatever. Or right. The fractal. Or, so a lot more bass. Oh, well, there's way less bass in the amp. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Or it's, whoa, it's or way too brighter dark. or yeah. less or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, that. I found that probably 80 percent of the profiles that you find out there are shit yes uh, tone and, x, same thing the tone x like so much crap like right yeah like fun. except for michael nielsen's profile i was gonna say michael nielsen <laughs> michael nielsen is the only one predominantly that i use of profile profiles i mean his stuff is the shit it yeah really he is. makes great profiles so michael Britt in nashville he does good stuff too good but I, really good uh not as know. good though michael michael nielsen's just got an ear man like, well Ni- michael Britt would be more nashville because he's that kind of player yeah and, yeah that's true you know so it's like a different thing um but and nielsen you know he's great and he gets rock a little more maybe more in that so it's, it's all about finding but yeah the the like uh what's the guy uh, i gotta give it i gotta give it up to him and analog m or something uh he does kemper he does quad cortex and he does uh tone x profiles and mm-hmm. he's got really nice amps like kind of rare marshals and access to some really like real deal jtm 45s and some cool stuff and he's done some terrific sounding tone x profiles he's got a big thread on uh gear page and stuff quad cortex profiles as well you know both direct ones and with cabs and primo speakers and like really mm-hmm. good stuff so he does some nice stuff um just get your stuff from those guys, you know, and uh, either that or or use a uh, tube amp. Well, <laughs> yeah, use a tube amp or make your own, you know, and AB yeah. it with your amp and make yeah. sure it sounds exactly the same. You know, that's what I would recommend. Um, 
yeah. quantum cortex in particular is a really great modeler i find for for me doing the like the cabinet modeling in particular is so you know i was able to get it's like i could put my amps in that box and then pull up a couple of their like okay i'm gonna take my top hat here and i put it in a, in the quad cortex i'm gonna do the top boost channel i'm gonna do the normal channel and I'm going to try and hit the normal channel with a, a real treble booster, you know, to see if I can do Brian May. I would do all this stuff with the quad. And I was like, damn, pretty darn good, actually, yeah. you know, like pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the, and the stock cabinets in the quad pull up the, the 65, uh, you know, open back blues cab for the, the, the AC 30 stuff. Be like, hmm, that sounds really good, actually, you know, be like really good. The, the green back cabinet for more Marshall stuff. Ooh, you know, 90s green back great you know it worked really good so i i got good luck with neural's a great company you know they they do uh i mean that that is the the you know that's the king of the heap uh as uh, right now you know i mean they, they do a great job yeah I, i'm not we're not saying that this stuff can't be tools and you yeah, know 100 but it can be better but you know if you really want the best tone, you're probably best off with a tube amp. It's the easiest way. With with you know, it's just simple, it's easy. You're not fucking around with this shit. And it's isn't not, that like not the, fucking around right there? That's the that's the goal, you know. And isn't and, it the, the counter oh, we were talking about how it's not convenient. Oh, it's easier actually. <laughs> it is easier. It, it's easier. And you know, and then then there's another thing, like you know, oh, it's more cons you know, I've had some people tell me this it's more consistent and it's oh, more yeah. you know consistent you yeah. know yeah do you want it to be consistent i i've had several artists tell me i go i don't want that it's right boring it's utterly boring to be consistent it, it, it's not it's like consistently bad <laughs> is what it is you know what i mean it's it's consistently just okay or it's consistently <laughs> not quite, underwhelming <laughs> it's consistently slightly underwhelming yeah it, it it's consistently the same but it's slightly underwhelming all the time <laughs> so well, if you're gonna go all the way with it it works i mean like okay yeah. i did that full van halen set with my quad and a yes, you did. but you and had I, cabinets blasting twelves and the whole nine yards i yeah. took it all it's almost ridiculous like what i was for modeling what i did yeah but it worked and so worked. and and most of the bands that i know that are using but that's real cabinets again it's yeah yeah a different different thing real cabinets we're, we're yeah. not talking we're yeah you know yeah that's yeah. a that's a different world it's a different thing it's basically you're using basically you're using a solid state amp Right, right. You're using a solid state amp, just like right. you know, like Dimebag right. did or whatever. Essentially, you know, yes, you know, or uh, you know, the you're using solid state amp or Lab Series or something. You know, sure, that's cool. It's moving air still. Yeah. So, yeah, when we remove the moving air and the a little bit of bleed and the 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 power of the and the feedback and the excitement of the having like something big is lost that's the bigger thing that is lost than just doing digital which is like you know it's not that as much as it is the the removing that element that's what i'm really adamant about now i don't ever really want to play on stage directing i mean okay if it's a pop gig if it's the guitar is really secondary to it was never a guitar it's, it's not guitar based music 
you know, it's a guitar as color. Mm -hmm. in a, yeah, sure. Okay, nobody's going to care or notice kind of music, you know. But if it's guitar-based music and you're doing the quiet stage, boy, are you ever really taking the nuts out of it. Yeah. I'll tell you, I wanted the, and then, I know this is going to be a weird analogy. Maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I'm a little drunk. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we love that. As it should one, be. One, one of the best experiences I ever had as a musician, but it was actually in a business setting. Um, they, they brought us into a meeting where uh, we were at an orchestra. And so it was like for business managers and stuff like that to learn mm -hmm. about how the conductor conducts an orchestra, right? Mm -hmm. So all of us got to sit next to within the actual orchestra, next to the musicians playing in the orchestra. So we're like, we were right in, you know, right there. And, yeah. and uh, the power of being right there of everybody playing. Yeah. You know, and it was just, it was so inspiring. It was like, fuck, it wasn't even rock music, you know, it was just yeah. classical music, but it was like, wow, this is power. Like the, you know, with the, you know, the, the people playing the timpani and all this stuff that was going on, you know, and the violins mm. in the back. And I, I was like, okay, you know, can you imagine if that was just all like quiet and coming through a speaker? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is, this yes. is what I was just going to comment on. It's like good going, analogy. Yeah. yeah. You didn't, you, you heard live instruments coming off the stage that were quite loud. So right. Steve Stevens text texted me recently when he did that thing in uh, where, the, where the hell was it that he was doing the, um, um, you know, he was playing Top Gun theme with the orchestra in, in Australia or something. I, I oh. forgot where I forgot where it was. Um, and he texted me. He goes, "Man, that orchestra is loud." <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 I'm like, "On coming from you, that's hilarious." <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's awesome. and because he's you know notoriously a loud guitar player, and um, uh, and he goes, "It's really loud." <laughs> Yeah, would you okay? So everyone now gets sticks with the strings on it with no acoustic right. properties. Well, let's, yeah, let's get rid of let's get rid of the whole orchestra uh, acoustic properties of the whole orchestra, right? The volume coming off the stage of the orchestra, which yeah. it is, it is loud actually. Yeah, and um, let's just do it all direct and let's see how that sounds. Let's see right. if that'll I, sound really good. Yeah, I always nah, say it's like I a piano a Steinway, right? Or a guy with a Nord with a Steinway sample, right? That player. Oh, there's how, a big how difference. In, how inspired are they going to be, right? Yeah, with with a proper piano with the lid open and the whole nine yards. Or or somebody or playing hitting a, plastic keys. Exactly. Yeah, or some yeah. or somebody playing same thing, a B3, right? With with a real Leslie cabinet, you know, on stage and how inspiring, yeah. how that actually inspires all the other musicians on stage, because there's nothing like a Leslie on stage. It just through a, a Marshall. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> it just feels amazing on yeah. stage. And then to have or you've got the Nord. Now out front in the PA it might sound pretty similar. The axe effects might sound pretty similar too, you know, but it's like what's going on on stage and for the people down front, it's not the same. And then the inspiration just gets it sounds like two dimensional, you know. Yeah. In comparison. Hundred percent. That 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 was like what I brought up to you, Pete, the other day. So I had heard um a song off Pyromania or something, right? On on the radio or something or in the satellite radio. Mm. 
And for some reason, I was in my car and I was just really listening to it for some, and like really paying attention to it. I don't yeah. know why I was paying attention to so much, but yeah. I'm like listening to the layers. Well, first of all, the guitars, the guitars sound amazing. They're mm. really clean, real Malcolm Young style clean, you know, and they sound amazing. But what you really, the production style that, that Mutt Lang did, what you really listen to is like the, the different levels of, of reverb that was used on different instruments. Mm. So some, some were more ambient than others. And so there was like all these layers. Mm. So this one's really ambient. This other one is not so ambient. This one's more dry. Mm. You know, the drums are more dry, but what you, what, what he made was this, this depth so much depth to, mm -hmm. to the sound mm -hmm. uh, and <clears throat> so many layers of guitars and everything else. Mm. And when the guitars come in and when they hit, mm. it like punched you right in the chest. Mm -hmm. If you turned up the radio or you turned up the album, because I then went and listened to the whole album again, because I haven't done it in years. And I'm like going, man, this sounds good. Yeah. And, and, and you turn it up and you, and you want to turn it up because it, it pushes this air and it has this punch. Sure. Uh, when guitars come in, you just heard it go, you know, like, right. You know, and it's not like it's super distorted, but you heard the, the, uh, the, just the, the power. It sounded like, like you, you said, it sounded like, you know, it was a concert. You know? Yeah. I yeah. Well, the way guys mixed like mixed. a concert. Yeah, and I talked to Clearman yeah. about that too, like trying to make the energy of a concert in the recording mm -hmm. because it was the you know live concerts was a big deal back then, like the that yeah, there it was the era of arenas and you know so I, I remember asking Bob like, were you trying to capture like a live like you know the sound of the snare drum on Born in the USA? Yeah, right, right. or the sound of you know Start Me Up, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, right, and the set, all that reverb, and the you know, he was like trying to get it was roomy and it had this. There's a lot. You're right, like the ambience and had this really great uh, kind of live energy to it. So, but, but what really dawned on me for the first time in my life was I was really listening to it closely, and and the the different layers of the ambience, mm -hmm. and and how each back. each part had a different layer yeah. would it even if you it was doubled guitar parts like one might be more ambient than the other mm. and it was really interesting how that set set a depth and a power to the whole thing i think mike shipley you gotta you gotta go and listen back to that record it's just like yeah like through top to bottom and just Great listen album. to it for what i'm talking about and when you do yeah. that you're like I must have listened to it three times now. Like, just like, I'm, I'm just like, just like trying to under, wrap my head around the production mm. of it all. And it was but, really, it's fascinating, actually. Ship, Shipley mixed it, right? That's yeah. what you were saying. Didn't he well, do? No, he didn't. He was the recording engineer. Uh, I, from what I gather, Mutt was a mixer on it. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I don't, he was involved, I think, but like, I think M Mutt was uh, like it, Mutt is listed as a mixer. Okay, I, I looked think, it up. I'm just looking up for those about to rock right now because I think Shipley 
was the engineer. Chipley was amazing. Yeah, he did yeah. a ton of great. Okay, let me see here. For those about to rock. Oh, interesting. Mike Frazier. Mike Frazier was the. Oh, Dave Thoner mixed it. That's interesting. I love the mix on For Those About to Rock. So it sounds like oh, yeah, a very great. live mix also. Very well, of course, For Those About to Rock is has that live element, but the whole album has a very punchy the pitch shifted snare drum and everything. It's like <laughs> absolutely, absolutely so amazingly powerful. It's so cool. It, it's very interesting though to see the progression. Like when you look at those Def Leppard records too, from like you know, their first record to high and dry to Pyromania. Yeah, to, to the next one. Uh, it's very interesting to see what happened. Um, really, the sound of a generation almost. You know, I just looked up Pyromania on Wiki, and and now I'm probably on some sort of watch list because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't what popped up right away. Uh, let me see. Uh, I I was just curious who mixed. It says, um, I looked that up and it says, yeah, yeah, producer and mixing. So he mixed, yeah, interesting. Oh, and Nigel Green, uncredited, it says, yeah, and Max Shipley, recording engineer, yeah, Nigel Green, mixing, uncredited. So, but it, it, it's, it, it, it was just, it, I don't know, it was just one of those things. I mean, like, it's, it's such a classic record and yeah. it, it's funny. Sometimes you listen to things over the years and you're like, yeah, that's Def Leppard. Cool. Great. I saw, I saw right. Def Leppard open. They opened, they were opening on, on the Pyromania tour. They were opening for someone. I don't remember who, uh, -huh. uh, but early in that before it really hit big, they were opening mm -hmm. and I saw him Detroit. I remember that distinctly and yeah. with Steve Clark and it was Phil Collin at the time, but on the record, it was Pete Willis and 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 Steve Clark. Mm. Had so much tragedy in that band. <laughs> so you saw them with Pete? Uh, no, I saw them. It was it, by that point in time the tour was Phil Collin was Phil on okay. guitar, but Phil didn't play on Pyromania. No, right? Yeah, he didn't play was, on Pyromania. No, I no. think he, did. he came in late, didn't he? He came in late. He might have played one thing or something, but he came really? in late because yeah, no, they fired Pete Way. And it was mostly Steve Clark. It was Pete Willis. Pete, Pete Willis. Willis. Sorry, not Pete. You're Way. thinking of Pete Way from yeah, Minnesota. yeah, from yeah, yeah. Pete Willis. We're getting now. We've been drinking. We're getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would do Just that even guy, without right? drinking. Come on. Yeah, but he was For actually old. a really, really kind of unsung hero of that band, Pete Willis. I mean, absolutely. Great. I mean, that yeah. was all the early stuff. I mean, I didn't really. I never saw them live with him, so I don't. You know, I didn't see him live with him either, but I saw him yeah. with Phil Collin. But I did too. Um, yeah, I, I will say the hysteria. The hysteria. He, show. he showed up drunk. He sort of showed up. Something about like he showed up to the session, like either still drunk or extremely hungover and late and everything. Oh. And they wound up firing him. Yeah, really from the band. <laughs> Entirely. Like that, yeah. I think the substance abuse issues that was alcoholism had it was like the the final straw or something like I was yeah. reading about that a little bit of final straw and yeah and um so gone 
But I mean, like they lost so many people. I mean, like you know, well, the, Steve, the, the, Steve Clark too. Yeah, you know, Steve Clark, like, another great guitar player. The, the, I mean, yeah. like really, probably the 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 whole sound of that band from Pyromania before, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even later, even hit the the second the next record, he was still there. He wrote a lot of the riffs from my. Yeah. Yeah, that's really yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I I saw them with with Steve Clark still on the on Hysteria. Yeah, and that that in is my memory of a, a amazing show. I mean, I I'd never seen anything quite like because uh, it was in the round. Yeah, and it was like just such a party. I just remember it being such a great show. You know, like really memorable rock show. No, that was one of the first shows I ever saw where there was no amps on stage <laughs> talking about amps on stage i don't know where the cabinets were they must have cabinets under the stage basically. yeah i think they did they had a crazy that was when they had their crazy like on like, like the, they the had glass that. where they could look down and there was like all kinds of nefarious uh, like they were going under under the stage and having some fun right yeah exactly they built this crazy stage that's rock and roll come on uh, <laughs> <laughs> fun day. yeah that what happened to those days where are those days anymore yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> Yeah, the special stage. We're gonna actually put money into this. We're gonna be, we're, we're gonna be serious about it, you know. We'll send our- the roadies out to pick up the girls. And- oh wait a minute, this this was just going on with Rammstein. So, oh, because um, those guys know how to party, and we yeah, know except that kind of got maybe into a little trouble there. Oh really? Was was there some? Oh wrong? yeah, no. Didn't you hear about that stuff? With was it till stuff? Till, till till stuff right. that? But see, yeah, we know yeah. because we were at a wrong. We were there. We were there. Yeah, you and I went to the 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 full party backstage scene with those full guys. Party. And what was interesting was the band party was different, different from, from Pills part. Pills Pills had his own his own thing. Kinda, yeah. Remember when we were standing we were having a good time and it was like where did all these other people come from all of a sudden? There's this mm-hmm. whole crew comes in and it was like, "Oh, that's Pills party." Yeah, it was like a different scene. party. So, yeah. Different Fucking vibe. great show though. His scene right now is interesting. Constance from Brit. So Brit plays with Demi Lovato, of course. The guitar player that took over for Nita when she left, Constance, she uh, plays with Till. And she oh, plays okay. keyboards and guitar with Till. And it's a very, like, if anybody's seen his show, it's super, like, there's stripper poles. <laughs> there's, like, you know, it's very... That makes throw, sense. They throw food at the crowd, and it's, like... It's, it's <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it's, like, a really, really crazy show. So that's how she's overdoing that right now. Oh. Which is like she de- they had to get a sub for Demi because they had a couple one offs and Constance was in the till world of insanity mm. and it still is, I think. So, yeah. uh, we got to go through some super chats here. Uh, George Pelacutis, what's going on, man? Thanks for the super chat, Mark. Congrats on you, sir. Hey, thank you, Pete. Love your red, sir. Standard HSS. Thank you. I just knocked it over. Hopefully, it's okay. Oh man, I hope you didn't. Fuck uh, it's that. okay. I, I hope you dented it. No, it's good. <laughs> Dave, what are possible modifications that could be done to a '73 Fender Twin? Uh, really? Um, couldn't you modify the uh, standard, the uh, the normal channel into something cool? Man, I, you know, I guess you could, but really, seventy three twin, I don't know. I don't Doesn't know. Have a master on it? Couldn't you pull the master? Yeah, out? that's a that's a, the that's like the silver face nightmare twin. Mm. Um, probably not the best thing to modify, really. I do have a good story though about like an era of that twin. So there was a there was a band called. Um, 
course, every time I go to actually talk about something, I can't remember the band <laughs> name. The band name. Um, the Rolling Stones. So there was there was no sorry. Uh, there was there was a there was there was a guy that came to me that w- needed help with the, his rig, and uh, I'll remember the name eventually. Um, and um, he had a really weird rig. It was like a kind of um, tri-axis preamp and a and a, a two ninety power amp. It was BB King. And no, definitely not. <laughs> and. Uh, and he had a oh a ART um smart EQ, you know, remember those? Mm. The MIDI EQs that they had. And uh that was between the the triaxis and the power amp. And then um oh see, I remember the band now. Mm-hmm. Uh a thousand Mona Lisas. Oh and uh they're signed signed act, and then uh, a few pedals into a silver face twin about this era with the master volume. Hmm. running in parallel right the the two the two sounds right and i'm like oh god (laughs) so i worked out the ground loops and stuff uh, all you know associated with that and i'm like you know if you just played the silver face twin on its own it sounded like the a trash can was being hit (laughs) beating with a bat you know it was just like this searing gnarly fucking high-end thing and i think the twin had jbls in it too oh, wow. so it just makes matters worse uh but what i realized is when you had the the triaxis going into its cabinet and the twin going with what he had going on it was like the greatest punk rock sound ever hmm. well it was like really great like you're like all right this is one of the learning experiences you have over the years that you, you can't judge always what sure. is going to be good, you know, Space you player. yeah. And, and, and I'm listening to this. And I'm going, this is fucking school sounding. I totally like this. It was a unique tone. It was cool. And, uh, and the band was awesome. It was this band mm-hmm. called thousand Mona Lisa's and they were an awesome band. They did one, I think one major label record. And I still have that. I still have that in my, uh, in my, uh, you know, iTunes and stuff. You know and, what's uh, interesting about that? Cool, cool band. Yeah. What's interesting about that is like you made a great point. Is that like it? It was the talent of like taking like let's talk about Ty Tabor. How did he end up with it? Or you know, like okay, the original was you know NAC thirty normal channel and and uh, Roy Gallagher. You know, like making that work with the treble booster. Treble booster. Like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. oh, and behold, magic happens when you do this with this with this, and you get your sound. And it was just like talented people that could take uh, a, something like a silver face twin and then go. But if I use it like this and combine it with this and do this certain effects, it makes it amazing. It's a cool yeah. tone. It's a cool <laughs> tone. Ty Tabor with the. Yeah the lab whoever would have thought that you know lab that, series that, you know i right. uh the the early 70s or sorry early 80s fender with the active weird pickups and the t- the mid boost on 10 and then this amp with a midi verb and an eq and this other thing makes this sound and it's like whoever would have thought you know but you got these that's humans can be genius. that's the magic though that's the magic yeah. that was that was your signature guitar tone. So yeah. they created their tone. Yeah. And that's uh, a lot of what's lost today. You know, uh, yeah. you know, you have uh, everyone playing the same, you know, fucking Friedman model in their fractal and 
and it's the same exact thing and oh oh okay but what you know where where's the the marshal oh i use the marshal with an eq and a variac and where's the where's the i use the lab series but with the the fender elite preamp into it with yeah. the the thing i or i use i'm jimmy hendrix and i i play through um a non-true bypass the wah pedal and fuzz face and and everything else uh, with coily cords into the front of the Marshall and crank it up. Well, guess well, what? I'll, That's play devil's advocate. I'll play devil's advocate for one second because it's like maybe the gear manufacturers like yourself, you make great yeah. amps and maybe you make, maybe you make it, you're like, look, make it too good. This, this is, <laughs> I'm trying to make it easy for you. Here's the things, put all the knobs on five. This is true. This is true. I, I mean, I understand <laughs> this. I, I totally get that. I, I totally get that. Uh, uh, <laughs> And you just have to work for it, right? But like, you yeah, know, but still, I mean, what what prevents you from using some crazy pedal into it, or what prevents yeah. you from using, um, you know, I like this guitar with gold foil pickups into my Friedman B channel with with sure. this EQ set this certain way, and I get this tone. Hundred percent, yeah. Or, or I, I like a fuzz pedal into the clean channel of the Friedman amp with the with the you know the whatever you know yeah that treble look booster at, look at that thing you that thing's know. cool you just know that cool. thing's gonna do good things i like that enclosure right? i know right it just makes you want it just because you're looking yeah. at it this came from yeah. poland from a guy that's why I, I yeah it's it. cool guy, as hell it's cool as hell and it's yeah. so it's a boost treble germanium yeah what like come on good times no it's good coming. times i'll be right back there's so <laughs> many good companies out there making some great stuff yeah, well, a thing like this is literally a guy, you know, that's right. like, you know, that's like, he's a dude and he's like, like, look at the back, you know, he's making this in his, right, right, right. somebody that's fun and going, I'm going to make the most fun looking boost thing that goes on top here. I love that you can't really like, there's no foot twist. It's like, it's right, right. you've got to put it on your amp. Right. It's either on or off. It's not a pedal, you know, it's like meant to sit on top and people go, what's that thing on top of his hand? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. Are you going to yeah. do a video on that one too? I am because just look at it. it. Well, I plugged it in and it did sound cool for a minute. I was like, okay, it's cool. It's it's basically like got a switch to go between a full range boost and a uh, treble boost. Hmm. And then you can gang the channels together, I think, and do double, you know? Oh, wow. Really kick. So fun, but yeah. Yeah, it's that's killer. Still, yeah, it's killer. Uh, let's see. We got um, we got a question from no, actually this one. Uh, DS guys, Damien in Seattle. I have an IRX and a PT V two. I guess he means uh either a, oh the P, uh, pink taco. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, Fryat PS two A or PS one hundred? How much power do you need? I, well, if he has an IRX and a PTV2, I'd go with the PS2A. You don't need a 100. Well, maybe. I mean, I like them both. Sounds different. The, the, yeah. pink, the pink taco is small. It's 20 watts, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, how loud you need to be is the question. Uh, I mean, the PS100. Yeah, that's true. If you can make it louder. The, the PS100 and the PS2A are. Um, I mean, do you need two channels? That's the other because yeah, you can A B the channels. So, right so like on a PS one hundred, you got two channels and you can A B uh and set them tonally different with a, the the presence and the the thump if you want it, or not thump or depth or whatever he calls it. Sorry, I'm eating guys. 
Go um, for it. This happens when uh, I drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got to eat something. Uh, this, this is a rarity for me. Soon I will, too. I mean, look how much I've eaten. Yeah. Speaking of that, Pete, I'll, I'll tell you later. Look at that. I made a dent, man. Oh, Jesus. Not as big of a dent as I've made. Well, for me. Well, Pete had some of it. <laughs> I did. Well, I've, I've stopped now. <laughs> I have to stop. Yeah, I can't. I got to eat in a little while. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be water now. As soon as I'm done with this, I'm gonna be going to bed. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go eat if you're interested. Be oh, you're gonna, you're gonna go eat the street? Yeah, I don't think I can because uh, you're gonna go. Brit? Well, it's Christmas wrapping party time, and uh, oh, you know, I see. And, and eating and stuff, and gotta do all that tonight. You guys got a few more minutes to go through these questions? Yes, let's do it. Yeah, okay. we're fine. Okay, hundred uh, percent. So yeah, uh, DS. It's really a matter of how much power. You can't go wrong with either one. And if you want to AB uh, two channels, like uh, Solar yeah. Boost. Yeah. Uh, do, wait, does a PS2 have an effects loop? Yes. Yeah, they both do. So ba basically, we're talking about 50 watts versus 100 watts. And uh, and two channels. Two channels. Yeah. And maybe the PS100 is a little more transparent, but I used to use a PS2 and I loved it. So I think they're both really good in that regard. Yeah, they're both good. Definitely. Uh, Pentatonic Prancer. I got to talk with my mouthful. Hi, gentlemen. Merry Christmas and a rocking New Year. Dave, how about an updated version of the GE10? Hmm. That EQ has a sound all its own. Big sound, transparent, with a slight 3D sound to it. I agree, and I have thought about doing that for a while now. And I think it would be kind of fun to do. I'm kind of curious about how many I'd actually sell. That's always a question. I have another, like, I have another, like, you know, um, the Buxom Boost that we do. I have another one that has a full parametric EQ uh that in the mid-range frequencies which is super cool um which is prototyped and it sounds really cool but again it kind of comes down sometimes to you know it's like how many you're going to make how, how what's the development versus how many you're going to make right you know like i think the ge10 could sell a lot but how many what's a lot is that a hundred is that 200 is that five thousand what is it I don't think it's five thousand. I've got an idea. Hmm. The idea just happened. Yeah. Van Halen plexi style with the GE10 built in, right on the front. Like, it's like not, it's not gonna happen. happen. With yeah. the EQ, why not? It's not the gonna EQ happen. Right on the front. Don't just hear me out. I'm just having a fun. The EQ right on the front of the amp, like a, like, a prior, <laughs> like, a, like an old pit bull. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. And the slider, and you call it the Japan '78. Yes, you do. And it's a hundred watt. You're welcome to some industrious amp designer out there. Well, you would just need to take that new, your new plexi, Dave. And well, the fifty watts, the fifty watt. That's done and baked, according to <laughs> Pete and I. It's no, baked. It's fun it's done, finished, and baked. <laughs> uh, so that would be a different thing. That might be a hundred watt amp. Oh, there you go. Why not do it in a hundred watt amp? Because you know. Why, Why not, not have 50 more watts? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two more power tubes, baby. That's just fucking yes. I love the idea. Proper. Yeah. Well, what I have to do is make so Dan from, from the darkness some plexis. That's what I need to do. Oh. Uh, Billy Wagner, uh, I think you didn't have a question, but you just said Merry Christmas, I think. So thank you. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, and then with it was fatal harmonic, 
had a super chat, but I don't see your question. I so, think they're just showing love. Uh, try tone controls. Is that it? No. Yeah, they're just showing love. Well, if you have a question, just let me try know. Try tone controls, different OD and different picks. What are you? I think uh, he was responding to somebody else. Okay. Yeah. I read that first as different something and dick pics, and I got scared for a minute. And that's <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, no, don't post that. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I've been drinking. I was like, what? No dick what? pics. No dick, dick pics. Fatal harmonic. <laughs> Please, no. He doesn't have the best eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's too funny. Dick pics. Uh, Pentatog Prancer, tubes make you play with balls and aggression. Uh, tubes raise your testosterone. Kemper is digital castration. <laughs> I like it. Good one. Uh, that's true. Yeah, it does raise your testosterone. Digital castration. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I got to take a picture of that. Yeah, that's a good one. In fact, I, there's a t shirt in here. Mario. Yeah. Mario. I know. We there's really t shirt in this. So, like, uh, like uh we sound anti like don't do yeah. digital castration or don't uh or something uh um, we can have it in front tubes raise your testosterone and then the back kemper is digital castration <laughs> no i'm not going to put kemper in there oh, okay but, all right well modelers yeah. are digital castration it's like a picture of a tube amp equals like uh some some something that equates testosterone and a picture of a modeler equates are you hearing this, Mario? Problem. Are you still here? I don't know if you're still here. You might have tuned out by now. <laughs> That's funny. Digital erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Give us some t-shirts ideas with this one. Come on. Uh, Robert Latham. Merry Christmas, guys. Keep doing what you do. Oh, thank God. you. Thank you. Yeah, thank we you. will We will get Mitch Colby on. Uh, he's been on before. But, um, but he's got new things to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. In Ooh, fact, look. he's got many things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I see a oh. good super chat there. That's, I'm not saying anything. Uh, okay. Wait. We got Billy Wagner whiskey, whiskey fund. Whiskey. Oh, you're, Thank you. You're the man. You're the man. Uh, Jay Carrega. Uh, do you have a question? Jay? I don't see it. I think he's just doing the showing the Christmas love. All right. I love it. I love it. You guys rock. Um, we've got. Hey, Dave Black in the chat. Look at that. Oh, yeah. I saw him earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's I didn't. I, I'm, I didn't see it. When we I, were talking. I, I, I assume you heard about the whiskey glasses. So. He did. <laughs> uh, Nick Bukavulas. Bukavalas. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, will you bring be bringing any lefty guitars to Nam or any guitars? Oh Jesus, we haven't made any lefty guitars in a long time. So um, no, Fucking I'm gonna say lefty. no. Uh, left us lefties are always getting screwed, man. I know. Maybe Sorry. Mark will bring his lefty Pete Thorne signature and hang. Yeah, it there you booth. go. I love it, Nam. I can't come this year, but uh, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry Cherry Band. What's up, Jerry Cherry? What's going on, man? I actually used to be neighbors with Jerry Cherry. Uh, Jerry is his name really Jerry Cherry? It's his band. It's his uh, stage name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And just um, curious. <laughs> he, he played with uh, Chubby Checker. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if Ch Jerry still plays with Chubby Checker, but um, 
He did. Cool? Well, thank you for buying an IRX. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerry's a good guy. Um, nice That's to cool, see man. You Chubby Checker, like an original legend. Yeah. I mean, and Jerry plays really good. He's, you know, it was funny. He, he, he and I met right when I was just picking guitar up a long, long time ago. Oh, okay. Uh, right when I met my wife, actually. Um, so it's over 20 years ago. So, Jerry, if I'm ever in New York again, let's get together, man. We were together. We went to uh, like this deli and we ran into Dennis DeYoung. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. They were doing the um, the Rock of Ages uh, Broadway show. Mm. And I think he was involved in that okay. to some degree. And so he was eating, he was having soup. And Jerry and I were like, Yeah. Should we say something? So we, we were like looking at pictures on the internet. We're like, Yeah, that's fucking him. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's Dennis DeYoung. Like, and we're like, he's sitting right behind us. And I'm like, yeah, we got to say something. We got to go walk up to him, you know? So we did. And he was very nice. He was, you know, but he was like literally like soup in hand, you know? Jerry, yeah. You're like, he's like thinking, you fucking assholes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I keep talking to me for right now. I'm trying to eat my soup. I know. I know. I felt bad, but it was just, it. we just had to. Jerry know. Cherry here says, I have a Strymon Iridium and a Lion 68. Hope the IRX is better. I hope so too, but it should be. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Oh, and another time Jerry and I were um, walking through the village and we saw. Um, you know, we're smoke we're smoking a joint through the village and we we uh ran into billy crystal oh, that's oh, cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's super new york that's it was it billy crystal no 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 it was um mike myers that's who it was, it was oh, oh okay that's super toronto <laughs> yeah yeah it was mike myers which was super cool yeah so i've run into like people with with jerry uh okay sonic blue 1922 Thank you for the super chat. Pete, Dave, thoughts on the Saldano Astro? That looks cool, man. Dave, can you do a greatest hits of your 20 waters in a similar package? Happy holidays, everyone, and look forward to Tone Talk in 24. Thanks, man. Uh, Astro's great. I mean, Astro's a cool, cool amp. It's really versatile, and, and it's awesome, you know? Yeah, I, I thought it had I, its own Soldano thing going on. It, had, it it's a plethora of Soldano and some sounds that never existed in Soldano. So that's, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, so, true. You know, works really well. It's great. It's a decent price. Uh, you know, can't go wrong. Really, killer. Yeah, it sounds cool. You know, it really, it really does. And yeah, the like twenty watt, the twenty waters. You know, in a similar package. I, yeah, we'll see what comes up in the future. And as I have some the, ideas. And the IRX might come in uh, some different versions, maybe. Versions, maybe, in the future. Yeah, yeah that would be cool, too. Yeah, um, for sure. So you collect. You can collect them. The, <laughs> the Def Leppard records are too perfect for me. You know, maybe when you start getting the hysteria. I understand. Yeah, I get it. Um, no, man. Uh, high and dry is not high and dry. is not perfect. No, it's Pretty raw. It's raw, it's raw album. You know, it's like uh, an ACDC album. I mean, it's on like, through the night is even more raw. We uh, got to keep in mind that ACDC like had the benefit of developing through the 70s, 75, 76. That you know, you had your high voltage and you had yeah. power age and you had those records, and then we got to highway to hell, and it's like all of a sudden it's like, ooh, it's 
rocks, but they're, you know, they're well into their career. Then we get to 80, we get back in black. Now it's getting pretty polished, you know what I mean? But great, like one of the greatest records ever made, you know? Whereas mm -hmm. then Def Leppard comes around and they get the same producer because obviously they wanted to, you know, capture some of that magic, 79, 80, ACDC, but he's already perfected his scene. We're right. going to do the same thing that we did over here. But you know, we're going to do this even bigger. Yeah. And they were young guys and, and it, and it sounded, you know, they were great records, but it was, that's just the band that they, that, that we got. Then, yeah. You know, and it was, uh, it's great rock records. I mean, high and dry and on through the ice list on through the night. The Thompson, truck, that's great record. Truck in space. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great album. Um, yeah. was that song switch 625? Was that on there or was that on, was that on high and dry? I don't I remember the track. I think it's on high and dry, but I might it's the instrumental. It's right on right? high and dry. Yeah, I think it's right up. Yeah, high and dry, I think. bring it on. That's a right up. Bring on the bring on the heartbreak, isn't that right? Up? Bring it on the heartbreak. Yeah, and then it goes into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great, great. I song. love that shit, man. Jay, Jay, Jay Carrera, correct. Anyway. You said it better than I did. Cannot get anyone. Anyone going to buy the Soldano X eighty eight R? You should. It's cool. I will I be. Know, I know because I've heard it. I will Are be you, first in line, man. Oh, there's a new one? The, yeah. the Rack Mount Soldano Preamp. X88 IR. With IRs. Oh. Stereo loop. Uh, Purple. Three channels with the clean channel fixed. So it's more of a Fendery based thing. With, oh, wait. So it with, doesn't have the old channel one? No, because that sucked. But you did a mod to one that I heard once. No, that was a channel two. I did the mod to. Oh, really? Michael Nielsen has one that I did a mod to. Yeah, not channel one. The, I thought you did a mod to the crunch no. channel. It sounded no, the crunch channel, not channel one, the clean channel. Clean channel. The, okay, so the Soldano, the original X88. So essentially you had one channel, really, that everyone used. That was the third channel. And that was the traditional Soldano SLO channel. The crunch channel was always a little loose and a little not quite right. Mm -hmm. And then the clean channel was a little dead sounding. So most guys like Michael Landau and Steve Lukather would use external EQs to add the sparkle sort of to that, okay. you know? So that was the kind of the gist of it. So when Soldano was developing that, uh, the, the, the biggest thing was let's change the clean channel okay to be you know more of a fender-esque sort of sparkly kind of cool thing and it's got the option with of the um, the srv mod sort of which which gives it a kind of a mid scoop kind of thing okay. that clean channel which is cool and then the crunch the crunch channel was already sort of redone with the the soldano um um slo the new new version of the slo uh synergy preamp mm -hmm. uh so essentially the crunch channel on that and the lead channel on that are the two channels and either of those dirty channels can be a crunch or a, or the full lead so so you have you can have two lead channels if you want you like that great you can have uh a, two crunch channels you can have mm -hmm. you know are you talking about the the synergy? Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about the 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 new. Oh, got Soldano. it. The so the Soldano X eighty eighty IR uh, Avi put up on social media. He did. 
Yes. And he goes, we're work, we're working on this. And he just had a picture of it. So it's, it's a, the three channel Soldano preamp. Okay. And, um, do you hear I said that? Okay. Super updated. You know, it's got IR and IR section, you know, it's got a stereo effects loop, XLR outs level, you know, all this stuff, you know, and, uh, Super cool. I'm trying yeah, to find super, it. Super now. awesome. So you, know, you won't so find it. If you someone's going to... Obvious page. It's Obvious page on Facebook, let's say. Uh, he he posted in the Saldano group. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, X88 IR preamplifier. Oh, wait a minute. It's got three channels. Yeah, it's three full channels. Oh, man. I think we've both been drinking. I can't get it straight. I get <laughs> three full <laughs> channels. I see what it looks Two like. Two racks base, three full channels. Yeah. Uh, a clean channel, uh, and either of the drive channels can be crunch or the, you know, the typical SLO. I like how the clean channel says normal or altered on a switch. Well, altered. that came from, that came from the Stevie Ray Vaughan SLO amp. Yeah. That oh. he did the switch on. That is this little mid scoop thing. That's cool. It said altered on the switch. Okay that that mike did you know originally so hey speaking of, okay so not to buzz around but i've been drinking so i'm gonna uh i read something yesterday about the metroplex amp the latest version of it yeah that it's got a loop in it and i was like oh how does he do a plexi with a loop and all that and supposedly he uh george made some sort of like circuit where he spent a bunch of time working on a preamp design that like would sort of emulate the phase inverter I yeah, it Maybe. could be that's what's going on, and I'm not exactly sure what he did. I'm not sure. I'm very curious about that now. Yeah. Like he said, that amp sounds good. I've heard clips of it. It seems to sound cool. Kind of do do the crank plexi thing, but with a little. Yeah. Hmm. There's there's something similar that was done recently, which I can't talk about. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, All right. right. Leonard Rodriguez, what's going on, man? Happy holidays. Best wishes. I mean, best holiday wishes. What is the ideal guitar body weight? Uh, for me, I'd probably say like seven pounds. Uh, poly versus nitri, nitro. Uh, How about this? How about this? Whatever sounds great, and then just man up. <laughs> yeah, I think Les Paul, like, like, I've got a custom that's got a depth to it, but it's probably 10 pounds, you know, uh, it's got a certain sound, but I've got other Les Pauls that have an airier sound and they're eight and a half. So mm -hmm. it just depends. But my custom is cool and it's got a depth. It's got, even with like, it's got Thornbucker plus in the bridge, it's not a hot pickup, 8.7 K or whatever. Even with that pickup, it's like, it's just got nuts, the guitar, you know? Mm -hmm compared yeah. to my other Les Pauls. It just sounds cool. I used it. So I got a demo coming out tomorrow for the Bad Cat amp. It's not in here anymore. It's out in the hallway. But uh, you'll hear the custom in that. You'll. It's just got like this impact, that guitar. But anyways, it's a heavier. It's it's not like, crazy heavy, but it ain't light. So yeah, it just depends. And then a and light. Nitro, strategy. better. Nitro, better. Mm -hmm. Generally. I'm on the Not phone. always, but generally. Yeah. Well, I mean, not always. I mean, I've had many nitro guitars that are, or sorry, poly guitars that sound great. So, I mean, I don't know. I like the look of nitro, and I love the wear and all that stuff. But for me, the the latest, the finished Sur uses 
uh, it comes down to what you want the look to be because their finish is so thin, the poly type of finish is, and it's so friggin' durable that I don't really care for the tone. It it's, neg right. it's negligible, right? It's like negligible. negligible. Yeah, yeah. It's it sounds, and the finish is so durable that it's like if you like your guitar to look new all the time, then yeah. You know, or if you like it to wear, then nitro is cool. But you're you're. I wouldn't say you're picking it for the tone. I'd say you're picking it for the wear factor and what you like the look. If you like, I like guitars to check and stuff. I mean, so. I, I I had Kramer guitars before that had a huge, thick, massive poly, poly finish that's like yeah. an inch thick. I mean, well, not that much, but you know, it was cool. What I'm saying, and and the guitar still sounded great. Yeah, yeah. So. I've had uh, thick nitro guitar, on guitar, basis. Yeah. yeah. I've had thick nitro on guitars. Yeah. And it's like, is that any, you know, so. Yeah. My Les Paul has pretty hefty nitro on it. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know if it's nitro, but it's whatever Gibson uses, but it, it's very like a thick, they might call it nitro, but it's a thick, it, it's got like a poly. A plasticizer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know um, what you mean. The latest yeah. Gibson, the the yeah, it's not quite the same shit that they it's no, no, yeah. it's not it's not like real nitro. Um yeah. it's kind it of feel plasticky. I've got a 2009 50th anniversary R9 that's like that. It just has this slightly a feel to the finishes. Yeah, I mean I had the the neck completely sanded down to the bare wood. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I was just like, I can't deal with this shit. <laughs> I feel feel yeah. so much better now um i probably ruined the the resale value on it but fuck it uh stormlight architect what's going on merry christmas and a safe new year's celebration everyone pete have you tried the gel 50 yet and is it in purple toex <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there is a uh, JL 50 yet is there... he, he's he's trying to well actually technically mm, never mind <laughs> <laughs> that 20 sounds great though there's one sitting back there it's a really nice voice those amps they have a great martial bark to them that i mean i made a video for for it and it sounds uh like uh i, I well i played the train in it by king's x it's like this amp does this like yeah. really good and people uh, most of the comments in the video were like yeah that absolutely spot on nails that sound you're right you know it's like that's always yeah. one of my benchmark martial sounds um, i've got a few that that aren't maybe typical like it's not necessarily Van Halen, or that's always a benchmark, but it's like mm. the train is one of them, and another one is uh, Black Shuck by the Darkness. I mm. love that sound. That sounds just like a great, well-recorded JMP or something that's just... Yeah, sure. Just in this friggin' zone. Like, so cool. Like, it's such a great tone. But anyway, the JL20 uh, kind of nailed that thing. So it's, it's really good. You know, I'm a Marshall aficionado, like our friend Dave here, and... Mm. So, uh, Dave, is a naked coming before or after the gel 50? And keep the podcast coming. <laughs> I, I I don't know. No comment. No comment. <laughs> uh take the fifth. Let's see what else we got. Because I know we're hitting we're hitting the end of the road here. Pretty quick. We got another one. Martin Martin Sucliff. There, well, there's also a, a there's another super sticker and no, there's a there's a super Super Martin chat. sent Martin sent all kinds of money. Keep going. going, keep going. He, there's a super chat. That's one. I'm going staring at it with tubes for use. Okay. Keep going. Oh, there's a whole super chat. I'm staring at it right now. Okay, this one. Yep. There we oh. go. All right. Well, thanks, Martin, for the multiple super chats. Thank you, uh, uh, Dave. Yeah. Go ahead. 
It's funny that you should say that. Wow. There could be something in wow. the works for that. <laughs> Maybe uh, as a little lunch, tiny lunch boxy sort of thing. Wow. 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 Oh, wow. So, um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. He has two dirty Shirley's. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for the for the super chat, Martin. Chris Johnson, two amps, one cabinet, JJ and 5150. How do I mod a cabinet to run both? Use an amp switcher. Or do you want to run them both at the same time? I think you I mean you, you could I mean you could do custom panel. Uh stereo cab you know with two inputs and kind of blend it that way yeah you could do two inputs oh what cabinet is it that's a good question yeah is it 212 412 what is it and i mean you can do a stereo you can modify the cabinet to have a stereo input if it's a, at least a 212 take into account a, the wattage of the speakers as well and mm-hmm. yeah you know you're gonna well, want some pretty high i'm not power. so sure that the in one cabinet, the blending of two things is not like kind of optimum frequency canceling cancelization kind of things, you know. Hmm. You think? But um, I, hey, I, I never, you know, like people want stereo cabinets and stuff to do stereo things, and I'm always kind of like, yeah, you know, it's better, probably better. Instead of doing that, how about you get the one cabinet and two one twelves, and then do that, you know, because it's totally separated, and there's nothing that is crossing each other yeah phasing i've done it with marshall cabs like done this it can work it can work i went when i did it i did a tour in 2016 with a french artist named michelle polnareff and i used a rented marshall cabinet and i ran two pt 100s one into each side you know 75 75 watts of lessons not my favorite speakers sounded fine it was like it was great for that tour it was just easy rental cabinet wasn't yeah kept me in a small footprint on stage and it was fine so but you need some speakers that can you need at least i would recommend loading a 412 with cream back h75s for that i I agree yeah that's a great speaker yeah um let's see we have buzz wilson with a whiskey fund oh jerry cherry wrote uh thank you mark not with chubb anymore he's still rocking oh good that's, That's cool. awesome, man. Chubby Checker, man. When you think about it, like right, still, yeah, he's, yeah he's, the twist, right? Did he do the twist? He did, the yeah. Twist, right? yeah That's like that's cool, man. I never got to play with like any of the original, you know, like you know, I would have loved to play with somebody like that, or or you know, uh, Frank Jerry Sinatra Lee. or something. Well, Jerry Lee Lewis, or <laughs> Chuck Berry. You know, my Chuck friend Berry, played yeah. big with Chuck Berry. You know, he did. Yeah. You know, how Chuck always used pickup bands. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, uh dave salinas drummer do you remember him dave i know who he is yeah dave salinas, yeah he did a gig with chuck berry like a pickup gig you know awesome so it's wow. bass player he'd always have a bass player that was his consistent md travel with him and he hire all the rest of the band wherever chuck was going you know this was part of uh what was it hail hell rock and roll the, with keith richards and everything how keith was always like chuck's always using these random bands and pickup bands we're gonna do we're gonna do a proper like you know like mm-hmm. that was the, the kind of the premise of that movie like really try to do his music justice with a band but anyway so because Chuck would, uh, I love the stories about him. Like, he show up and uh, ask for his money first, 
you know, like because you learn the hard way. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Suitcase with twenty five grand in it, or briefcase. You know, where's my money? You know, before you play the show. Before you play the show. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean that's a good way. Yeah. No, I mean, brilliant. A lot of the promoters uh, for the black artists at the time were just robbing them blind. So he not paying them. Yeah. So that was, you know. And he wanted to save money, and he wanted to make money. So it was it made it made sense. So, but but my friend my friend Dave did a gig with him once, and he said that he told him. when Chuck's foot comes down, you start playing. And when Chuck's foot comes down again, you stop playing. <laughs> the beginning and the end of the so you know the tunes. You basically learn the tunes and the grooves because Dave's a drummer off the record. And then it was all about watching his foot. Well, Dave missed one downbeat Oops. at the end. The end. And he played over it. And he's like, Oh my God. And he did some fill, like, you know, bump bump kind of fill or whatever. And Chuck turns around and looks at Dave and goes, Yeah. That drummer's all right. (laughs) 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 I love that story. I just love the idea, but that's so cool that he played with with Chuck. Oh, yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Stephen Douglas says, will the PT-50 be ready for NAM? Oh, no. (laughs) No. Uh, No. No. I'll tell you what, though. I've got two. I'm getting ready for tour, and I've got two 100s sitting right there. And those amps have a little special, special, special going on. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. yeah. And, Secret so, sauce. Secret sauce. I'm taking taking two heads, two cabinets to... Actually, can I do a little promo for tour and for yeah, my Yeah, stuff? please do. You mind before we get out of here? Yeah. So I'm going to England in January, February to do a classic rock show. I did a little promotional video on my channel earlier about this. We're doing six clinics uh in conjunction with sir and guitar guitar in various cities glasgow uh london uh birmingham you know they're, they're all listed on, on the video so check it out on my site what it's going to be is soundcheck parties basically you can come to the soundcheck uh and uh check us out playing a couple songs we're playing some amazing really cool tunes on this tour so i thought let's pick a couple great ones when people are walking in we'll be playing these really cool tunes you know and then it'll just open it up to questions after that because when you when you go see a guitar clinic normally you've got like you know a guy there with uh amp that's in this maybe it's his signature amp or something but in the store so he's got one amp and a kind of pared down rig and you got a couple speakers on sticks and maybe somebody's playing to some tracks and it's like whatever this is like you get to come to see i got my whole thing there the whole nine yards like full stereo rig the whole nine yards of pedals bunch of guitars james has got his full rig there and we're playing with the full p you know and it's a rock show so it's like soundcheck party masterclass clinic where you can come and ask questions about the playing or great idea all that stuff so i'm really excited about it's gonna be really fun and anybody that comes because there's a cost you have to buy a ticket to come to the clinic but you're automatically entered to win one of my signature guitars so uh there's only 30 people at each clinic there's six of them that's 180 so you get a one in 180 chance of winning a, you know, really nice Sir custom guitar. Um, and we're going to be doing giveaways and all kinds of stuff. So that's going on in uh, January, February. But yeah, uh, to the to the point of cabinets and the whole nine yards, we're going the other way with like this thing. We're we're I'm using two four twelves and two hundred watt heads <laughs> on tour. And, wow. Uh, you know, we've got the proper eight ten bass rig, and James has got a full rig and everything. We're doing the whole nine yards. So I'm getting ready for tour and just. I got my rig in here dialed in and I got two one twelves back there under those cabinets and the master's loaded dial in the sounds here, but getting ready to make all my sounds. And when's this happening? Uh, the first, it's like second week of January is the first gigs in uh, Gateshead, Newcastle. Oh, wow. Uh, over in England. And, um, 
we're doing 30 dates in UK and Europe. And also then coming back to the States. And for the first time we're doing it in the state, we'll be in your neck of the woods. I think actually, oh, yeah? Mark. Yeah. We're playing in Florida. Oh, cool. uh, I'm not hundred percent sure. I got to look at the exact dates. He's, I'll send them to you. So you see if we're close to you, but it's going to yeah, be fun. Great. Yeah. Awesome. So anyways, Very cool. we'll check out the yeah. promo for the clinics and uh, yeah, it should be, should be a really fun time. I think so. Awesome. Yeah. Buzz Wilson, another whiskey fun. Thank you. Enjoying some smoky, Lefroig, Lefroig, okay, ten myself. I've never heard of that, but cool. dirty Lefroig is a very smoky scotch. Peaty, um, and it's fun. And I've found that it drinks really well with Guinness. You do a Lefroig and a Guinness, mm. awesome. It's an awesome pair, or some dark beer of of the like, you know. So thanks Nick to Dennis for that. That's Nick, awesome. Nick sent us a bunch of super chats. Um, here's another okay. one. And, but I don't see uh, a question. Uh, Nick. I don't. So if you have a question, Nick, I would love to answer it for you, man. Um, Alex S. Thanks, guys, for another brilliant year of tips and awesome ear candy stories. Have a great new year, eh? Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Adam racked the cams. Good evening, fellas. See you in Gateshead, Peter. Oh, awesome. Twice. That's a beautiful venue, by the way. That Gateshead venue is one of the coolest. Like, it's just a gorgeous concert venue. It's about a 2,500-seater or something like that. And the the it's really great. Like, one of the, my favorite places to play. I, I really enjoy going there, Gateshead, Newcastle. It's a nice... It's cold, but it's nice. So, should be fun. Um, sessions with Jeff. Uh, my wife is watching this while wrapping my Christmas petals presents. She rocks. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a keeper, man. That's a keeper. Um, let's see. Is Dave related to Jer uh, to David Gilmore? <laughs> <laughs> There's a slight resemblance. I see. It looks a little like. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. You get that, Dave? You ever have, I have more hair? <laughs> <laughs> that's true uh let's see any more super chats that i missed oh here's he's much one. older <laughs> if the gel 50 is ever a thing will there be a limited model or for full production full production oh let you just tipped your hat my friend oh there's a there's a question from nick uh i plugged into a twin sister at guitar center recently and by the time i was done four hours had flown by well four hours you sat in guitar center for four hours that's he liked your amp that much wow. when i hit the first chord i was sold what a feeling nothing beats that feeling awesome man you, thank I hope you. you bought it i hope you bought it i hope you bought one yeah you should buy one see dave makes it easy for you get a nice sound don't gotta fight Alex Misano Music. Thank you guys for helping me keep the, my sanity as I sit and wait for my delayed flight at the airport. Oh, awesome. awesome. Happy holidays. I just, I, just, I just picture a person with his little ear pods in or whatever and just listening to sitting there in a <laughs> us ramble corner. about bullshit. <laughs> Lots of noise on the PA. Looking for so-and-so to board your flight immediately. The gates will close in 10 minutes. Oh, Mark's ready to crash, guys. <laughs> no, man. I, I'm, I'm He's good. doing okay, actually. I'm he seems kind of lively. Yeah, I'm doing good, yeah. man. I don't know about you. I mean, it. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Let's keep going. Another three hours. Here yeah, we go. let's, let's. We'll just go. Well, we got to beat the last when we did a John Sir. Show. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah. 
uh bill l no question just contributing to the booze fund oh you guys are awesome thank you thank for you the show. happy holidays uh jerry says i had to pinch myself every night playing with him i bet man with yeah, that that's cool i love that feeling man i get that like where you're like at the show <laughs> you know where you're playing but you're like i get that away. feeling i get that feeling about people i've dealt with over the years you know like artists yeah. artists and stuff yeah. you know there, there comes a point when you're when you're you're working with an artist and some you know and you and you just go you just flash back to your childhood yeah yeah and you're and you're like that's fucking eddie van halen in front of me yeah that's the guy <laughs> that's the guy and he's ripping you know yeah. and you're just like what a weird world well, right how did this happen you're so passionate that your world took you all the way to where you're supposed to be, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, this, this was, this was, this stem from youth, you know, it's like, yeah. it was like, I was always into this stuff and, and guitar sounds and, and like uh, deep into it. I was like, sure. you know, when I was 12 years old or 13 years old, I'm like, how does they get that guitar tone? Yeah. How did they get that sound? How does he get that yeah. sound? How do you do that? And, you know, that, it just i don't know it just kind of snowballed over the years <laughs> you know bobby from mate sent me a a book which was so nice like out of the blue i got a book this is a rehearsal studio in la mates mm -hmm. classic rehearsal studio across the street he he uh you know like he sent me this book which is this lowe's hour van halen book of all yeah. the program, the beautiful coffee table book and it was just like the sweetest gift so it arrived yesterday and inside he wrote a note and it said um well, it just said enjoy the book, you know. But then I sent him an email, and he wrote me back. I said, "Dude, this is like the sweetest gift. Like you thought of me, at, like to send me this. It's like so nice, you know." And he said, "You're a, you know, something like old school rocker. Like you're the real deal. Like and I, and so you know, I know you'd appreciate it, you know, because yeah, yeah. And it's like I just that's what it is. It's like uh, I, 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 we really like you, and 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 I know me. I could say it confidently. Like we devote our lives to this stuff because we're just so into it. It's just out of love and fun." And it's like, we're, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's, this is, we, we can't think about anything else. It's just like when we were 14 years old, no hobbies. it's an amazing, yeah, no hobbies. This is the hobby. And it's an amazing thing when you're devote yourself to that. And then like, you find yourself, like you say, working for Ed or something. And you're just like, man, like the world, the greatest experience ever. Yeah. Doesn't get any better. Or I Billy mean, Giddens yeah. or like yeah. all the people. Or whoever. You, yeah. You know, whoever, you know, Warren Martini or. Whoever yeah. Jake, uh, you know, all these guys yeah. are are cool people, and but it's yeah. so weird to me, like thinking of myself in Detroit, seeing all these concerts in sure. the eighties. Oh yeah, and then thinking that I've literally worked for every single one of these guitar players. Yeah, you have. Yeah, every yeah. single last one of those guitar greats. Yeah, it's in a... some context. Well, because you you were so passionate about the thing that they gave to you initially that turned you on, and then it's like it brought you all the way around to be able to help them to yeah, you know, you yeah. Know, I mean, so George Lynch, Warren, John Sykes, yeah. uh, Steve Vai, Stephen uh, Halen, Steve Stevens. Who uh, who am I forgetting? You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know when, all all the guys. You know when I used to when i used to play boys of summer with henley 
I can remember, I don't know why, but I have a vivid memory of being like 13 or 14 and waking up and hearing that song when it was first a hit on the radio when I was probably mm -hmm. going to school in seventh or eighth grade. And mm -hmm. they were coming on my clock radio in the morning, you know? And it was like yeah. the song of the summer was Boys of Summer. Yeah, sure, like sure, big, sure. And then to, so to stand on stage. Playing it. And play Crazy. it. You know, that's, it was always just like, man. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, totally. I understand that whole like here here it is you know like and full, and the full the, circle moment total full circle moment that the, the yeah. amount of time it took me to get to that place was you know along like to to an initial audition and then a 10-year period and then not getting it because i was a little too young and green and then going back 10 years later and then finally sewing it up and there i got to be on stage with them you know and all that stuff was like it does feel like this like man i'm where i'm supposed to be you know like it's like yeah. it's a it's a special uh uh you know it's just like this thing a guitar if you just devote i don't know it's an amazing thing it's like it's this the funny thing isn't it like it's like it's very uh it sounds almost naive but it is a very pure like simple thing if you if good things can happen and if life doesn't get in the way and if you don't fall by the wayside or whatever or or, or maybe something unfortunate happens to you or some, there's a lot of factors that come into play but if it all coalesces you can really get there with just yeah but 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 i do i do believe that you you make it happen for yourself you have yes. to you make it happen for yourself now no one hands you anything no. you you work to make that happen yeah dude. i work to driving gear around in a truck andy browers you know andy browers you paid your dues. i work my, i work my way up the fucking ladder i work constantly i still work constantly yeah. i i fucking work six days a week here at the shop and then I'm still answering emails in the morning. It's starting at 6 a.m. Uh, you know, till till the time I take a shower and go to work. Yeah. And then and then I'm in the evening, I'm answering more emails. But that happens every single day. So, you know, so there's not mm -hmm. a time when I'm not working. And you I don't it. I don't I don't believe well, I love it. <laughs> exactly. You still love it. And <laughs> I still love it. I still love it. And um, you know, but that's I don't know any other way. I, right. I what I else would we do? I, don't, I know. I, I always. I think my parents instilled like a worth work ethic in me, and and that no matter what, I always was like, I got to do this and I, to do this to make the money to do this to buy my guitar. And then okay, then okay, then you know, <laughs> it just yeah. snowballed. You know. Well, I'll tell it, you. For me, I um, sorry, Pete. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Mark. You haven't said anything. So uh, I'll No, up. I was just going to, you know, for me, I haven't doing this show with you, Dave, has become like a dream come true for me because, I mean, I work, you know, I work a corporate job, right? Sure. I'm, I'm not in the music industry, but I've been a music lover my entire life. I play drums. Now I play guitar for over 20 years. Um, it's taken me, playing guitar has taken me to the point where I have a show with you doing a show over the internet i mean like mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy like i you know like how it how it all came to be is just you know even that story is just super cool but you know i'm i'm super thankful that we do a show together and you know like i've interviewed uh, my heroes you know yeah, like people, and steve more to come Luka. yeah steve steve lukather vi was on the show i mean some of them yeah. you know i was thinking i was saw i was seeing a um uh promo that rick beato did because you know he's of course he just did uh 
who's the guitar player from Andy Summers? Andy Summers, right? So oh, he yeah. had a great, great interview. But I was thinking, you know, besides Rick Beato's show, whose show has the best interviews with artists? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, I have to put up our show on there as yeah, we do great, man. One of one of the best shows that has interviewed some of the best artists on the internet, in my opinion. And I'm, I'm tooting our own horn, but I just want to say that. Yeah, no, you. You, you do, you man. Thanks for doing the show with me. It's uh, it's a pleasure you doing do. with you. I don't have great. anything to cheers with. So <laughs> you guys do great work, man. I mean, it's awesome. Thanks. But but yeah, Mark. Oh, wait, I, mean, I can I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> you're oh, passionate about it, sip. and your heart's in it, and you're in it for the right reasons, and that's all it really actually takes. You know, it's yeah, like I just love it. You know, and yeah. and it worked out. I never would have predicted from picking up the guitar twenty something years ago that I anything in anything in life you just need to work uh, work for, uh, and if you're driven enough, you'll make it happen. You know, I I watch recently. I watched the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger a documentary. Yeah, and if you oh. if, did, you watch this? Anybody? I haven't seen it. No. I haven't seen it, but he's so inspiring. You, you need you need to both of you need to watch that. It's a three uh, three show documentary yeah and he, he takes you through his bodybuilding then his acting mm. and then the third one is the political mm. career and it's pretty inspiring because yeah. he he's another guy that was like not taking no for an answer you know right. this is what i'm gonna do that's what i'm gonna do and he just does it you know what i mean like he just made it happen for himself and you know early on you know uh before his acting career and stuff you watch this this documentary and he he tells in his documentary he goes i I was already a millionaire by the time i ever touched acting Mm -hmm. he goes because joe joel weeder originally told me i need to invest you know the money you make you need to do you do something with you know and he he bought properties and stuff in santa monica did and he? stuff really er, really early on like really with his bodybuilding career when he made some money he just invested in some properties oh. so he was a uh a, a real estate mogul before he ever got to acting he already was a millionaire wow and uh and, and but hearing him tell these stories in this documentary it's awesome it's a really good watch you should oh, watch man. it's fascinating man anything he tells I, a story I've... about his father you know, his father was was in 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 the war in World War Two. You know, and and he was a, a Nazi, like a Nazi. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And and like he came home, the not you know the Nazis had lost, and he came home this broken, broken man that was not happy. And you know, like, and he right. he tells a story about his mother and his father, and you know it it. it it's a it's a really good watch. It's it's a fascinating watch. Yeah, anything you should, I've you seen watch him and and delving into that, it's really fascinating. Yeah. To what it's, what turned him into what he became? Because coming yeah. to American acting, being a guy that has a really strong accent, and that being you oh, know, he talks about every facet of that and how it was very difficult, not so good at first, you know, and it wasn't yeah. you know like he, but he worked hard at what he needed to do to be what he needed to be, you know, like he, he, and, and the thing that's inspiring is, is like, you know, you, 
you have a goal in your mind and, and he didn't falter from that thought yeah, and right. in everything. It's like, well, I'm going to be a success at acting. The, the right. second thing after the bodybuilding thing, right? And, you then, visualize and then I'm going to be right. this politician. Yeah, and I need governor, to do yeah. this, you know, governor. Yeah. He's an amazing inspirational guy for sure. Yeah. And super, uh, yeah, it's, but it, it really is like, um, there's a purity to it where it is really like, you have to just, you know, I mean, when you were at mates doing cartage, I was probably Andy Browers or sorry, uh, uh, Andy Browers, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. And when you're Andy Browers doing cartage around that time, I was probably doing cover gigs and, you know, working in a music store and rolling uh, quarters for, you know, rent, you know, cause I can remember doing that. Like, you yeah. know, I remember surviving on $13 one week. You know, literally like going to Ralph's and and buying Wonder Bread and peanut butter and buy for a dollar <laughs> tuna fish yeah. and being like, this is going to be rough because I have you know it's like, yeah, I came from a from a uh, upper middle class family, yeah. but my father fell on very hard times right around the time I moved I moved mm -hmm. and went to school and went to MI and all that, and I I was able to have some help from them when I moved away, but right away when I moved I was on my own. And all of a sudden I'm in a, another country and, uh, you know, the whole nine yards, like it was very difficult to figure out like how to, how to do it. But it was like the purity of like, I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna like, I'm going to figure this out. Like, and I, and a lot of stumbles along the way and like problems and like nothing was handed to me. That's for sure. You know, I lived for the first, when I moved out the my first four or five years, I was on a futon sleeping on the floor uh, with a roommate sleeping in this. I, I remember I had a roommate and lived with three people in a, in a uh, two bedroom apartment. I shared a room and then we had a girl that was a roommate had the other room, you know, that's how I lived. No furniture. That's we very sim that's similar to how I lived in New York. I had two girls who had the bedrooms. We lived yeah. in a, an we apartment in and they actually had good jobs. And uh -huh. me and my, we were, I was in a band with my, and the guitar player, keyboardist guy. And we shared, we lived in the living room. I slept in a futon and he slept on a futon. Mm -hmm. Isn't that wild? Then yeah. you think about that, right? It's just like, how did we like, you know? <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I, I don't know how I survived. I was working at a, mu like a CD music store in the village. Right. The city and yeah. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough, but I did it. But you did and it. I, and then you, one thing leads to another. Yeah. It's very incremental. Hey, Hey guys, you know, we have like 500 people watching or something. It's like, can we get more than 29 likes? likes. <laughs> you, you, is it possible that anyone, everyone watching could just hit the like button now and subscribe? <laughs> I mean, and subscribe to the channel, you know, that would be amazing. But, but, you know, come on, please click the yeah. bell, uh, click the bell for us in your appreciation for what we do that would be amazing there's 500 of you and all you got to do is go click click there you go that's <laughs> it it's not gonna hurt you hey let's get through this because we, <laughs> we only have a few more minutes yeah uh, i gotta split pretty soon i yeah. gotta wrap and do all kinds uh, of stuff. rummy dave and pete might you know how richie blackmore got ambience from recording with rainbow was it room mics and a loud plexi think so or ac30 we're using yeah. deep purple a lot if you listen to mics. burn because i learned burn for a classic rock show that's totally an ac30 yeah it's mm. just that's it but yeah i mean bands used to use room mics a lot then right i mean i think they, absolutely yeah lots yeah. of room mics yeah and that's like you know neumann's way back and bam yeah. 
I, when you, when you hear those Van Halen, uh, the leak stuff that came out, you know, the, the room mics from eruption and all yeah. that. I mean, I, oh. I, tend to, I tend to think that engineers maybe just used to set them up and then they were recorded like maybe on yeah. a couple, when bands were maybe doing a live track or whatever, they just tracked a pair or whatever. And then you could blend them in or maybe they did them when they were doing guitar overdubs, a distant mic. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of room on like, listen, the beginning of, you know, highway to hell or something or, or, uh, oh, or yeah. like, uh, if you want blood, you know, or, or, uh, you know what I mean? Like those tunes, they have a lot of, uh, uh, shoot the thrill, you know. There's like all this room. I don't think it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. It's probably a distant mic, you know, that was right, recorded. Right. So. Uh, Christopher Vela, happy holidays to everyone. Loving my Signum Limited Run Cable. Awesome. Long live King Edward. Speaking of that, glad you mentioned that. We, I got the final total from Vinny. Oh yeah, on what, on what we're donating to Sweet Relief. Mm-hmm. $2,515.85. That's awesome. So uh, we thank everybody who purchased the limited run of cables. We're going to do another run in the beginning of the year uh, once the holidays pass. and Vinny Once gets Vinny it. recovers. Yeah. He's also getting his, <laughs> his garage redone and stuff. So once all that gets settled, we'll do another run early in the year. Uh, but yeah, so we're, we're donating $2,515 and 85 cents to sweet relief. So awesome. That is a great, great thing to announce at the end of the show. Um, okay. Uh, Dean Van Gelder, no question. Just want to say great show and cheers to 2024 and more tone talk. Thank you. We really appreciate it, Dean. Thank you. And I think the last, no, there's two last questions here. Uh, Jay Correga, Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for the show. And thank you, Pete, for the sh- short chat at the Spud last year when Luke was playing. Oh, uh, the baked potato. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At, at Christmas time last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. I remember going. I'm looking on the uh, site right now, just so that you know, not to change the subject. Uh, 303 likes. So, Dave, you probably just had to refresh your youtube there's 450 people online though. oh there was a minute yeah. someone, someone sent me a message someone sent me a message and it was it was 500 at the time or whatever so oh well yeah <laughs> we got a lot of people watching yeah Thank if you, if you're still watching and you put up with us this long just hit the damn bell yeah yeah <laughs> drink on me thank you thanks dave uh eddie moser uh for getting the gel 20 out by far my favorite amp i have pete love watching your videos on new gear awesome thank you Appreciate that. I got one coming tomorrow, by the way. Nice amp from Bad Cat that I did a video for. I'm really happy with the tune and the mix and stuff. It came out really fun. So uh, first song that I got to play my new uh, signature. Let me show this thing just for a second. Oh, that's your that's your new. That's, that's yeah, it's hard one. to see the sparkle in that right now, but it's that it, deep sparkle. It's interesting. Yeah, the cam and the but it is sparkly. Oh, is that, that the one? Is that the one with the Floyd? They got the uh, the F U tone. Floyd, yeah. F U tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we're talking what, about doing what a made version. you switch? You just felt so, like you, you you just didn't have enough. Uh, you felt like the stability. So it's the, not a switch. Not a switch. Just wanted a one off like this so that I could oh. have ultimate. You know, really, it's like there's a few tunes in the set this year that I was like, I need a guitar that's got 
a little like Floyd. you know and and the, yeah floyd as well as i said to john maybe i should try your your favorite pickup in this one which is a ssh plus uh, quite a hot uh you know not paf more like jb uh action so they made me this one and this has the adam fu tone bridge on us thank you adam for hooking me up with this but it's got a big brass block and it definitely has a different sound and if you so if you watch the video tomorrow that i did with this with the bad cat amp the sound i play a lead coming in about halfway through the tune where i start on the single coil in the neck and it's not a lot of gain and the articulation on the neck pickup and the punch and the balls on the neck pickup that just comes through is what i'm hearing out of the block mm. on this bridge killer and it's cool. It's really cool. The block, it's got a different, a slightly different thing. So it's a really fun guitar. So we're talking about doing a version like this, but the Wilkinson is still my main. I've always maintained the Wilkinson is awesome and about 90% of the way towards the tuning stability of a Floyd because mm -hmm. you've still got the physical nut to contend with, and that's just physics, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, with a lock nut, you just, there's no point of, you can take the strings all the way down. It's going to come back and be in tune. So it's like, you know. Yeah, you don't have to, they just don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's a it's a fun one. So thanks, Fu Tone, and uh, the nice folks at Sir Guitars. Yeah, we, awesome. gotta, we we have to have Adam on one of these days. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Adam and I had a little falling out at one point, but I I did apologize and hope he was it over a lady. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh but uh i would love to have adam on the show one day he has an open invitation to come on and uh talk awesome. about all his stuff so um all right guys our next show is next friday uh no sorry next saturday the 30th uh we have adam nolly of get good drums and get good uh software and all his stuff that he does so adam nolly will be coming on and that'll be our last show for the year so, ask him about uh try and remember to ask him about speaker the side of the speaker that has the what do they call it dave where the wires connect yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sounding different than the other side yeah yeah sure when he goes to make irs ask him about that and about i bet that. i bet it does cool. yeah so if you got the mic on the speaker and you move it out to this side or if you move it out to this side the side that has the dots on it or whatever where the wires connect he's got a whole thing really yeah 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 so ask oh we will and i'll, I'll watch. watch and i'd love to hear what he says about that because it's okay. I, I i was like no not one more thing i have to think about and then i went and listened and i was like ah shit <laughs> <laughs> just another thing to get in the get in the way yeah, i learned That's that from funny. him yeah. all right well you guys hang on everybody have a great weekend well, thanks for joining us uh, yes we'll, thank you we'll see, see you, you guys week. later merry christmas